calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hello, fans of Dungeons & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. Hi, I'm Talison Jaffe, and you're listening to the Critical Role Podcast. So, for those of us who, uh, one little heads up in here, the party has just returned after a long, arduous trek through the Underdark beneath the dwarven city of Craghammer. They were sent to retrieve uh, a paladin named Lady Kima of Vord, who was on a vision quest to stop some dark evil that her deity, Bahamut, told her was existing beneath this mountain range and needed to be squelched. Um, the party managed to salvage her from, from insidious torture and through her aid, as well as a, uh, a mind flayer who had been outcast from the society and the colony nearby, they managed to convince to help them as well, fought their way through the tunnels, past the Durgar army, eventually to the uh, underground mind flayer colony of Yogvaril, where they found that this entity called Kavarn, this was then eventually revealed to be a mad beholder, Kavarn, uh, who had been pseudo-possessed uh, and given additional power by Horn of Orcus, a great and evil artifact, long forgotten, which had been found by this entity. Uh, so they managed to make their way into the temple, kill Kavarn, tear the horn from its forehead, however, found themselves swarmed immediately by an entire colony of mind flayers heading towards the top of this temple. They managed to battle and battle, nearly losing a few party members, and uh, through some ingenuity, escape through the top, glide over the city of Yogvaril through this underground chasm to a distant embankment along the beach side of this, this underground river, uh, lake, and uh, teleport their way back to their base city of Iman. So they've come back to Iman, they've come to their keep, uh, Grayskull Keep, they've had an evening of rest. Upon waking the next morning, they've managed to get some breakfast, they've freed Lady Kima from her stone entrapment as she was turned to stone during the battle with the Beholder, and uh, had a conversation based around what should or could be done about this Horn of Orcus 
evil artifact. Um, so there we will pick up again at that point. So the rest of you guys have, have eaten your, your meal, uh, Kima hungrily doing so. Um, all of you guys both sore and exhausted, having barely seen sunlight for a little over a week, and being probably just the, the first or second good meal you've had since leaving Craghammer proper. Uh, you all finish your food. Uh, Grog hungrily so, double the size of his normal <laughs> intake of delicious meats and starches. Uh, Tiberius has not seemed to have woken up or found his way down from his room as of yet. Um, however, you guys did recently receive uh, a rolled up piece of parchment, uh, a notification from the Council of Taldore saying that you have been requested to the council chambers at some point this afternoon around the midday sun to discuss your return and the kind of the situation and conditions about it. And that was all it said. Right. And is Lady, I can't remember, is Lady Kima with us at this point? Is she un- She's with you. unstoned? She's right? unstoned. You've already had the conversation yeah. with her last week talking about the horn and basically interrogating her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And we said that we didn't, we had it somewhere safe, but not. Weren't we playing coy with that? You were playing coy with it, but I got downstairs to go get Grog. Yes, and Grog returned with it, and you guys had the conversation basically saying, oh, it's safe, don't worry, it's okay. fine. Grogabush has it currently in the bag of holding. But we haven't told her that it's in the bag of holding, right? She just no, you just said you have it somewhere safe. We just said we have it somewhere safe. Correct. Okay. <sighs> Turn them up a little bit. I'm highly entertained. I think we're getting feedback. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, that's, that's us. Right, that would be us. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hmm. We'll figure this out, guys. No, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, this is the, the, the new try attempt of technology with our out-of-towners. So. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it's working pretty well. It's working pretty well. I'm kind of impressed. Well, we have a, some, have we actually opened up the parchment and read it yet? Oh, yes, you have received it. And you oh, okay. Expect it. And we, we just started, literally. Okay, ready? Yes. Uh, and hey, that's gonna happen. Ready's <laughs> gonna crawl under the table. There you have <laughs> Good Welcome. morning, sleepyhead. <laughs> that's a couple hours have passed. Too much Hi. That was just oh, nice. right. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm not, am I here? Am I, am I? Yes, you've just come you've downstairs. You've just now come down after many hours of breakfast have passed. It's now pushing around 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, comparatively, and Tiberius comes storming into the main dining hall of your oh. keep. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. You seem so. What? What is that? Oh, uh, uh, this is my own bag of holding. I walk over to Grog and I open their bag of holding, and take out my uh, uh, will of mending and I put it in here. You got your own bag of holding. Uh, yes, that's what I needed the extra gold for before I left. Uh, Where did you go? Oh, to shit, get that? Hi, hi, guys. <laughs> Science. We are the coolest. I was like, I was like, that's, I was like that's Laura's voice. Right there. <laughs> At least we think we're cool. Uh, At least we think we're cool. Uh, oh, Travis is cool. Sorry. I mean, uh, yes. Oh. So, Tiberius, we're just waiting for you to awake. Uh, I think we should probably go and see. Uh, the Emperor, like you do, talk about the uh, yes. problem we have. Wait, wait, yes. wait, wait, wait. Where did you go and get a bag of holding in the time of us sleeping and you waking up? I, if you recall, I actually went to Draconia. Uh, right, this is when we all woke up to begin with. You didn't tell us that. 
Why would I have to tell you that? Your I didn't eyes? say you didn't have to. I was just saying you acted like I should know, and I'm saying I had no idea. I just want to cast that and send that last game. No, you just stayed in your room and did it your own. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so right now you're crazy to me. Right. Okay. I'm also a little disturbed that it looks like that bag of holding is actually made of you. Yes, it does look like it's made of dra- That seems cruel. Actually, this is wyvern skin. We use it in the Air Force of the Draconian Army. And when the Air they- Force? Yes. Oh. Draconia has an army. Uh, 500 standing, 200 are airborne. But they have, a, they have an soldiers. air force. Yes. Wait, are they, do they fly? Never no, they mind. just blow, they force we, no, air. We, we, have, we, have, we have trained, <laughs> a, we have trained a, um, and, and tamed a, a wyverns, which we have utilized, and they are part of our culture. Um, I've never seen a skinned one. Yes. Um, and uh, so I, I went to the uh, local shoppy, and... Um, <clears throat> And uh, purchased a bag of holding because I realized that <clears throat> I did not hold my own wheel of bending for a long time. Um, and, uh, that was frustrating, you wasn't it? It was extremely <laughs> frustrating, especially yeah. because it's my artifact. Um, sure. But uh, <clears throat> yes. Well, that's good. It's probably good to have and a second like one water. of those. That's very well, it comes with water. How handy! It, it holds a lot of things. How fantastic! Um, <clears throat> so we should probably get off to see what the emperor wants. Uh, before we do that. Mm. Um, I'm Scanlan now. Not here. Uh, Scanlan, Scanlan is currently in the room eating breakfast. Okay, we're all eating breakfast all right. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, not you. You've apparently been globetrotting. Right. Uh, um, Scanlan, uh, I was thinking about our last uh, encounter, and um, I'm going to take off my ironstone that's kind of chilling. This is a particular thing that you've seen me use several times, and I've noticed in the last couple of battles you've actually literally run out of spells to cast. And I propose a friendly trade. The crown on your head allows you to do certain things which you have not utilized the last several rounds you've owned it, and it seems you've actually complained about not having extra spells to cast. Rounds of what? Rounds of battle, facts. Uh, so, okay. I, I assume that you could probably actually use this more. I have a, a, a tool that allows me to do it to begin with, and it's come in rather handy, as you've seen. Uh, what say you, Scanlon? Scanlon looks to you and thinks for a second and goes, hmm, you know what? I'm gonna think on that. <laughs> Wait till I'm of, of more uh, rested, and uh, solid and sound mind before Turgid I can make any mind. sort of arrangements Turgid. or <laughs> trades here. It would be unfair, uh, given our current state of. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, Scanlon. You should probably wait till you're feeling a little more present. Agreed. Agreed. Plan, a couple hours at the local brothel and all should be fine. Mm. He cracks so, his fingers expectantly. <laughs> well, welcome back, even though we didn't know you were gone. Um, I've eaten. Were you Most gone all night? No, just for about an hour or so. Oh. It was a quick trip. I knew just it. saying hello to family and that? No, I just literally went to a shop I knew in Draconia and picked up the item. I wasn't sure if they had any more and really didn't want to waste any time looking for one. Well? Good on you. Shall we, uh, go Shall we go meet to the, the Emperor? I've eaten. Let's politic. I think so. <clears throat> All right. This <laughs> <laughs> is so. Can you guys hear us fine? Yeah. <laughs> making sure. Um, Just scared to talk is all. <laughs> scared to talk. Oh, please. 
Yeah, feel free to chime in one whenever. One of us, one of Bulls, us. Taint, ale, nipples. <laughs> oh, that's our grog. Hey, there's grog. Grog. <laughs> as our, as our wonderful giant now filled with various forms of delicious food matter, warm in his belly, gives a string of various curse words and enjoyment, and sits up from the table with a loud fart, and you guys make make your way out of Grey Skull Keep. Uh, towards the outer wall of Iman, uh, in towards the entrance to Abadar's Promenade, making your way towards the Cloudtop District, where the palace itself resides. Uh, is there any is Lady Kima with us? Lady Kima is with you, yes. Oh, good. Um, is there any, anything else you want to do, or are you guys making a, a beeline for the palace? Uh, I would like to take uh, another 500 gold from the treasury before we do that, and I do. Okay. Just what? From the treasury, you have to. To ask the treasurer. How much do you want? Uh, uh, five hundred to replenish uh, the one I uh, the five hundred I initially took. Um, I don't know if I will have to spend it at all, and if I do, I will completely share my plan with all of you. But I would like to see how what we do plays out next. Okay. <clears throat> so mark up Another five hundred. Yes. <clears throat> That's all I do. That's all I do. All right. Anything else? Uh, is Lady, uh, have we had uh, contact with the uh, Allura since returning? Mm -mm. Not yet. <sighs> I feel good about her being at this meeting. <laughs> as well, I'm someone sure. just got really excited when we mentioned the name Allura. I cast prestidigitation on myself and make sure my robes are all super clean and nice. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her, her, as you guys walk into the center of the cloud top, the yes. cloud top you can see that her ivory tower, which once collapsed around you, uh, is now standing in its previous location, seemingly untouched, and back to its original uh, esteemed uh, visual. That is the question. Do we stop in first, or do we <sighs> straight to? Did they give us? A, was there a time requested on that? Or it's just it's around around the time of the noonday sun. Uh, you, it's probably about thirty or minutes, give or take. Laura is really the only person I trust. Perhaps we should not walk That's into the palace with this on us, so to speak. We don't have anything on us. No, no, we don't. But if we did, we should probably deal with it. <clears throat> what? Yes. No. Yes. Tibsy, let's go. Uh, let's go ring uh, Alora's bell. I'd like to ring her bell. This is like having the internet right there. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I just start walking uh, off towards Alora's tower. All right. Sure. I'll, I'll follow backs. Okay. Everyone else go with them, or yeah. Yeah. No, we'll, yeah. we'll yeah. go with. All right, so you guys trek your way towards the northern edge of the Cloudtop District. You round about the, the series of you know very very nice fine marbled houses, finely crafted stone. This is the affluent area of Iman proper. Uh, it's then the secondary city wall, which you know, of course the uh, the upper echelon of, of merchants and those who have money uh, are offered the secondary form of defense against the towns being sieged at all. Um, you come around the corner on the fine kind of yellowish cobblestone road. Turn and you get to the point where you can see to the left of you uh, is the giant courtyard that surrounds the outskirts of the palace proper, with the giant steps that lead up to the kind of darkened purple marble that the entire structure is made out of. To your right, there's a few buildings and the white ivory tower that Alora lives in. Uh, you approach, the front door is closed. It still remains that giant iron knocker on the front that hangs loosely, kind of like a wood giant wishbone that you kind of slam into the front of the wooden doorway. Give it a couple hits. Mm -hmm. You can hear it echo throughout the interior of the uh, the tall standing tower. Um, a few moments pass, you hear a movement of chain, a creaking of metal, and then a shunk, some sort of large shifting of uh, a wood 
platformer plank. The door then creaks open, and they're standing, a little bleary-eyed, uh, apparently it slept in a bit, but in the process of getting ready, you see before you, Arcanist Allura. Uh, her hair is half braided, her long blonde hair is half braided. She's in her darkened blue robes. Uh, used to seeing her in NSC. She opens the door, the sunlight hitting her eyes, she kind of protects her vision for a second before they focus on the rest of the group, and mm -hmm. she goes, my lord, you've all arrived. You've all arrived, and she swings the door open and runs forward immediately to you, the first person that's there, and just gives you a big hug. Mm. Kind of holds back and gives you a look over. <laughs> well, her eyes are open and kind of a happy. You'd see, honestly, eager and happy to see that everyone's here safe. I, I look over at Tiberius and just sort of sheepishly shrug. Used to it, but it's fine. She turns over to to she gives she gives Pike a big hug. She makes her way around the rest of the group. She's like, you all, I, I'm so glad to see you all back. I'd heard that there were some uh, difficulties happening in Craghammer at the time you arrived. Uh, she turns around and get, takes your hands, Keyleth, into her own, and gives you like a, a nod and then a small hug. Goes to Percy and gives you a hug. Goes to Tiberius, walks to Tiberius, and gives you a big warm hug. Oh! <laughs> she slowly pulls away. <laughs> she acquiesces to your longer hug and then pushes away. It's, it's not it's nice to see you again. Ah, the pleasure is mine. Just mine, Tiberius. And as she turns around, she sees standing behind the rest of you. There's Kima. Mm. There's just there in her now freshly clean golden armor that she polished up the evening, so she doesn't smell of Durgar sweat and uh, blood anymore. We've brought you a present. Uh, there's this moment where they both kind of look at each other quietly, and then Alora kind of steps forward and says, "Kima, welcome back." And they both just run and give this big, kind of embracing bear hug. She lifts Kima up, and there's like a slow, slow spin. Uh, you can see this kind of very, very strong bond of, of friendship. Uh, before she eventually puts Kima down and takes the baby, she holds her hands for a second. You can see a tear kind of running down Alura's cheek, and she goes, I was so worried about you. And Kima kind of sheepishly turns her eyes to the side. It's like, oh, I'm sorry for all the trouble. Oh. Oh. oh, story of my life. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Seriously, Matthew, come on. What? <laughs> They're good friends. Friends, friends. <laughs> friends. Look, mate. Your assumptions, Dragonborn. Oh. <laughs> Look, mate. Oh, I get it now. Don't mug yourself. Yes. Don't mug oh. yourself, mate. Oh, that's great. <laughs> don't mug yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Come correct. Don't mug yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, so they, they, they take a moment of kind of, you know, smiling at each other, and then she kind of, kind of reaches her hand out in front of Kima's head and kind of rustles her hair for a second and says, "You had many of us worried sick. You can't keep running off like that." Which Kima goes, "I know, I know." And then Laura turns to the rest of the group again. Says, Thank you all so, so very much. You, you've done the realm and myself a great service in bringing her back. At which point, Kima uh, says, bring me back. They, they helped me complete my quest. And you have some strong allies, Allie. And uh, Loretta kind of looks back to her, starts heading back into her Allie. tower. No, and says, well, come, enter. I have tea ready. Uh, you all look like you could use it, to be honest. Yeah. Come, please. Well, all, all right. I love we, tea. Have, we have a moment we can spend. Mm. Long story. So as you guys all walk into her tower, you remember it? Untouched from your previous uh, entry here, uh, and it was—it's a weird moment to step into a tower that you were once in, as it crumbled and folded on itself, to hmm. see it as if nothing had ever happened. Is there a new rug? There is not. Ah, ah. Um, <laughs> you guys, 
Oh. We're not giving it back. Don't tell her about the rug. You guys step into the center of the room and she's kind of talking to herself for a moment, basically saying, things have been a bit crazy here, obviously, and now that the floodgates have opened as far as discussions with the council and people who have maintained a backlog for a while, it's been a bit busy, but this is a wonderful moment of respite, and I'm greatly enjoying the company, to be honest. Um, well, come, and she, she kind of guides you all to the center of the chamber. Once again, there's that large stone platform in the center that has a number of the kind of inert runes carved into the stonework. As you all step onto it, she taps her heel against the bottom of it for a second. As she does, all the runes glow with a bright flash of blue and a familiar sensation as that circular platform begins to lift like an arcane elevator up the center of the tower, going up one, two, three stories. Uh, and as you're going up, you see certain sections of, uh, of uh, wooden library shelves set up at odd angles along the top of the, the arcane tower itself. You can see there are small stairways that lead off into doorways that seem to almost exit into the sky. Uh, um, you've gotten into the idea that a lot of these kind of powerful mage-built towers, the inner workings don't really match the outer exterior look, and there are rooms that shouldn't exist at certain points as you lift up. Uh, I'd like to make a perfunctory insight check just to see if there's anything hinky. Um, I'd like to Google About perfunctory situation. Real quick. <laughs> you what? That? Go for it. Ah, okay. On a, on a Laura? Perfunctory. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything's probably fine. Uh, that's an 18. Okay. Um, best that you can gather, um, she looks like she's a bit groggy, having slept in recently, but she seems genuinely excited you've all okay. uh, returned and seems eager to kind of catch up as far as what has transpired since last you met her. Um, the platform continues until it reaches the topmost floor of the tower before the slow, uh, the slowing of the stone platform eventually comes to a halt <coughs> with a slight jostling. The runes fade and you're all on the top floor of the tower once again. This is her main chamber. You can see across the way there is uh, her large cush kind of canopy bed in the far corner. There are a number of desks. There's a small arcane laboratory on the far side. Uh, looks like it's in a bit of disarray as she's probably in the middle of a project. Um, and uh, you do hear, as soon as you arrive, what sounds like the whistle of a tea kettle in the distance. At which point she immediately says, ah, allow me. And as she begins to walk over, she lifts her hand and uh, you see a small drift of arcane energy as her mage hand goes and lifts and takes the water off of its burner and begins to just kind of uh, absent-mindedly mage hand various teacups out of the large cabinet above the little kitchenette area. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at which point, everyone's kind of looking around, Kima, amongst you, the rest of you guys, because oh, you know, it's been a while since I've been here. Everything's as grandiose and unnecessarily dressed as it always is. I'm glad you got rid of that old rug, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. <coughs> was there a rug? I'm fine. Take I don't remember that. Take cool. Come oh, on. This rug. No. No. Nope. <laughs> Not here. Alora, who is now in the process of like pulling chairs over and setting up like a small sitting arrangement, kind of a semicircle. Oh, it's uh, so says, cute. I when the last time the tower collapsed and I was um, so rudely assaulted in my living quarters, because uh, my rug went missing. It's all right. I kept my out for a new one for some time. That was unfortunate. <clears throat> Magic, it's tricky. I mean, I had no idea. I jumped out when that happened. <clears throat> Speaking of tricky magic. <laughs> she gives us a slow, kind of knowing look about the group. And just kind of gives that <laughs> nod of like, 
I acquiesce to this, that's fine. <laughs> um, you should have some, like, potted plants, Allura. You should, like, you know, some nice greenery. I'm going to try and feng shui the tower. Is that what you Why not? That's not a bad idea. Perhaps we'll discuss this thing. This is silly. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Allura, we, uh, it's a long story. A lot of Durga, a <laughs> lot of Mind Flayer. A lot of Mind Flayers. And um, an evil god? A beholder. beholder. Yes, moreover, a beholder. Yeah, beholder but who is pulling the strings behind the beholder? Well, he thought he was an evil god. A beholder with a god complex? Curious. Yeah. At which point, as you say that, she kind of does this with her fingers and all the chairs kind of rush in underneath you guys and you kind of put into a sitting position. And as you all sit, she begins mm. to slowly mage hand over each one of your freshly poured cups of tea. Oh. Oh. A look of concern coming across her face. So you... You found your way beneath the city, I assume, based on the denizens you've mentioned, uh, into the Underdark proper. Behold, you say. Yes. Mind flayers, you say. Yes. I, uh, first off, must apologize. I was not aware I was putting you into such dangerous territory. Ha! It was really dangerous. It was nothing filled with just buttholes everywhere. Terrible. That sounds like a terrible city. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, first and foremost, I apologize for that. I'm, gra- I'm incredibly grateful you're all seemingly healthy and still here, and you've brought Kima back to us, which is very important. Um, well, I guess I guess this is an order, and she s- sits up for a second and walks over, for, and you can see she kind of looks back at the rest of you and brushes her hand for a second, and a sphere of darkness appears in the corner of the room where you cannot see that entire part of the room. And she kind of sits there and hovers, just a little pocket of darkness. Oh man! What's that? You hear some You've rustling. Been in darkness so long. Some <gasps> rustling. The sphere of darkness finishes, and you see she's holding a sack of coins that you don't know where she procured them <gasps> from. Oh. She steps back over to her chair, sits down, and says, "Just a precaution. I like to keep my private things private. <gasps> um, but a deal is a deal, and you've done as you've asked. So, as we discussed, ten thousand gold pieces for the lot of you, and my great." I take steps. that. <laughs> <laughs> she hands it out to Vex. It's eager palm. It's very heavy. Mm. Good thing I'm strong then, huh? <laughs> With her nine strength, I know, it sags. Internet. She sits back <laughs> down. <sighs> well, you tell me uh, what else, if anything's been inspired, I'll let you know what you've missed. <laughs> well,. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we have we, yeah, we have Orcus's horn, so that's a thing. The, <laughs> the, so there, there's a slight pause before the uh, the actual sound of breaking glass hits your ears as the teacup that she's holding shatters across the stone. I'll agree to this in the last the game. Floor. People are act, acting this way. Uh, Alora's still <laughs> sitting in her chair, hands in place, and says, I, I'm, "I'm sorry. What? What? What did you say?" Yes, that beholder butthole that we had to fight, that we had no idea we had to fight, had this orcus on his head. So we took it off, and we kept it safe. Uh, that's what you wanted, I was assuming, to destroy We haven't orcus. touched it, though. No, no, no. All right. Uh, she looks over to Kima, kind of with the shoulders up, and Kima gives her a nod and says, Well, uh, to be honest, I wasn't sure that was the end of my journey, but it seems that great evil I talked about before, uh, well, we killed it and took its source of power. Now we're figuring out what to do with it. She gives a sheepish grin and a slight shrug in her armor. Uh, Alora kind of looks at the ground for a moment and says, well, uh, 
Uh, I don't know much of this object you say, but if it was the source of this creature's power, and it carries with it the connotations of Orcus, then this is a very, very ill omen indeed. Yes. Uh, this, the, this must be brought before the council immediately. Council Tartori, the council you are part of. Oh, Are you going there right now, also? Yes, I was summoned to it. Where? Here's the thing, Laura. Sorry, Pike. The thing with this particular item is the more people know about it, the more dangerous it actually becomes. The fact that we even share this information with Kim and you is a very dangerous thing to begin with. I agree. I agree. Are the, are the council trustworthy? Those who currently reside in the council are trustworthy. I assure you this. I've done my, my work with them for many years, and those that have passed have been replaced with equally trustworthy individuals. And rest assured, I have my checks and balances in place as well. I think what we're worried about most is the corrupting nature of this thing. And while the council may have good intentions, I think more than a few of us are somewhat nervous what effect it might have on them, on us. Can you assess what the mistrust would be to not bring this before the Sovereign and the Council? Namely, if it, the immediate want is for it to be immediately destroyed, because that's what needs to happen with anything from Orcus, as you very well know. I understand, and I don't think you'll find anyone disagree, but I also I don't think you should sow mistrust with the Council by keeping any of this information from them. It's, it's I not don't about mistrust the Council, but Uriel has been corrupted once already. Exactly. This is true. And was it not by your hand that he was freed and his family kept safe? Understand that this is a man that owes you, him and his family's life. I think he would take into you uh, his ear bent in your direction quite strongly. Correct, but couldn't you also safely say that he is therefore fairly easily corruptible? If he had been corrupted before? Even not if subconsciously, I'm not saying intentionally, but he clearly... You would know best what was responsible for corrupting our sovereign, as you did fight and one was felled by its own strength. I'm saying, Lady Allura, that there's essences, there seems to be magical properties to this horn that corrupts even some of the strongest-willed individuals. Then we must be rid of it quickly, and I think... I think we need to at least discuss this with the Council, if not presented, bring it to their attention. There are ways, arcane, not very approved ways of nullifying targeted memories. <laughs> the rest of the Arcana Pensophical have banned the use of such magics, but if we could have approval, understanding the safety concerns of this object from the Council, we could override the Arcana Pensophical and I could employ some of these magics to make sure that once this artifact is destroyed or taken somewhere to never be found again, we ourselves perhaps will not recall it ever existed. Ah. And that in itself is the safest course of action. I agree. Well, I think that we Interesting. trust you. And you trust the Council. That's enough for me. That's enough for me as well. Pike, That's definitely enough for say? me. <clears throat> and just so you know, Enzo, right? I might have a solution. It makes me nervous as well. So I will follow your lead. I think the best course of action is to trust people. And we are incapable of destroying the thing on our own. Oh, that's not yes. true at all. 
I might have have a solution which I just shared with Alora. I'm letting her take the lead on this, and when the situation presents itself, I might have a solution to destroy it outright. Why don't you share that with us now, Tiberius? Give us a rough sketch, maybe? Oh, uh, very well. Um, I'll pull out my bag of holding. What is this? The mending wheel? No, the bag. bag. (laughs) An empty fist? He pulled out the bag. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Do you, would you care to elaborate, Tiberius? Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> it was part of the thing I wanted to tell all of you at breakfast, but okay. <clears throat> uh, the idea is, uh, with some research, uh, I've come to find that if, if anything is in a bag of holding, and the bag of holding itself is destroyed, the items or whatever go into a somewhat void that cannot be retrieved by any one particular thing. If we are to have our memories erased, as you say, then it would guarantee that when we place the thing in a bag of holding and destroy that bag, it will then be dissipated into this void. At which point, uh, Allura raises her hand and says, uh, Tiberius, you, uh, as a very trained sorcerer, uh, have some knowledge in this regard. I've been crafting bags of holding since I was a child as a way of keeping my weekends busy. I have to notify you that should such a pocket of interdimensional arcane spaces disrupted in this way, it doesn't send them into a void, it jettisons the contents into the Astral Sea. The Astral Sea, which has many denizens that could come across this object. Githyanki themselves and the great ships. I hate Yankees. Gith... never mind. so it could be bad. There are things in there. There are, there are, things in, there are many things okay. that exist in the Astral Sea that could recover this item. There, no, I'm not saying there isn't merit to this, but I think it would be best we put it somewhere where at least we know for certain no one will find it, mm. as opposed to just hoping it disappears somewhere. But the memory thing is crucial. I think that... Uh, what, what about those who might be uncomfortable with, you know, just toying around with my memories and tramping along and around in my head? I don't really, you know, want, you know... Why don't you think about it for a while? Yeah, my head's pretty fragile as it is. <laughs> We're talking about erasing the path back to this thing. We're not talking about removing your adolescent years from your memory. Just, just right. this one thing. Right. Like how many lessons have we learned in just the time? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't we have to erase all memories surrounding it? We wouldn't even remember our trip into the Underdark? I think we could perhaps just erase the memory of where we put it. That is what I am assuming. <clears throat> That is possible. Like I said, these magics have not been tampered with in nearly 200 years. Whoa, oh, so we're gonna break the seal on some untampered with magics and just experiment. I am part of a group that oversees civilization. Um, I can't go into too much detail, but they are responsible for keeping such ancient magics, long forgotten magics such as this. I would have to meet with and discuss and gain approval from them for its use, but for an item as dangerous as what you say, perhaps this is one of those special occasions. I mean, she's working for the Illuminati and we're basically the A-team, so I think she might know a little better. The I-team? Um... I don't know, what do you think, Pike? Well, have been quiet. I feel like at this point, we don't really have another option. So I, and I do I'm all trust out. Laura. <clears throat> so I feel like if we just Maybe go check it out. I I don't really know what our other option is. That was a good one. And if we don't like it, we can. But it's step. 
And if we don't like it, we can keep thinking of something else. Yes. Right. We have time. This is true. And who knows what wisdom the rest of the council might have within their midst as well. We have members from all across the world. We'll see which uh, resources they have at their disposal. I'm sure they're waiting for us. Well, I am yes. glad to be free of my usual business. You guys familiar with the Wild Defense? The, sorry? Well, the Wild Defense. The Wild Defense? Uh, they're a bloody merchant guild. They've left our chambers in sandals. Look, since you've been gone and the council matters have been brought up to speed once more, we've had to deal with the backlog of all the various council meetings that have been pushed back and pushed back for months and months. It's been a rather nightmare. So this, how dangerous as it is, I'm taking it as a, <laughs> a nice change from the usual, uh, pardon my speaking, uh, political bullshit I've been dragged into on a weekly basis. Between the World Defense, and God, there was the Cortigian League from Wildmount, and they just tore through Iman with a, a caravan of partying gypsies that destroyed everything in their path. Who? Damn gypsies. The Cortigian League. Cortigian League. Fourteen League. Wild Mount, the north. We fought stitch monsters that was mostly what we... It was guns and swords and... It's far more interesting. Most of our guests have been a bit rough around the edges. Although I will say, uh, we did manage to meet with uh, Sildur of Syngorn. We may have some business there with uh, getting Syngorn situated. Oh, and uh, Lady Briarwood were rather nice to us when they came in for the town. Um, so... Business has been fair. Well, shall we take this to the council then? Yes, we have pressing matters. We'll get to that later. All right. Let's go to the council then. <clears throat> as um, as we, you guys make your way back down through the tower, you eventually uh, venture through the castle top district to the front of the palace. Uh, the guards stand there with their uh, long red velvet cloaks and their brass breastplates. They recognize both Alora and you as you approach, and they kind of step aside, put their uh, spears towards the steps, and kind of give you a grand entrance to the front of the palace. As you step up, the front doors open on their own with a large, heavy <laughs> shaking of the wood. As the uh, palace doors open, you guys are led into the central chambers uh, of the main palace walkway, which splits to the right, left, and then across uh, leads to the main throne room. However, you guys are meeting in the council room, which is to the left. You've been there twice before. So you're led over to the council chambers, which as you enter the main circular room, uh, you're, you're brought into the nice hardwood floors, the kind of dark forest green colored walls, these long tapestries which recall various battles of history and uh, broad mountainous landscapes showing uh, settlers making their way across dangerous terrain. Uh, you can see various weapons from different civilizations that were brought as gifts to Iman that have been mounted on the walls, it's a presentary, kind of atmospheric decor. And in the central room, uh, you can see uh, what currently stands the entirety of the Taldori Council in a kind of a hushed discussion. Um, the council, of course, has at the center, across the table from you, Sovereign Uriel Taldori II himself, the leader of Iman and the current sovereign of all of Taldori, uh, this section of the continent. Um, you see him with his characteristic uh, dark hair with kind of graying sides, kind of uh, cut shorter than you recall, like he just recently got a trim, and some very, very well-kept facial hair. He's wearing his ceremonial robes, which are the same kind of gold and red color as the armored soldiers that greeted you at the front of the palace. 
Next to him, you see uh, Lord Riskel Daxio, which is the elven male who helped you guys handle your purchasing of the keep when you were awarded that at the end of your last journey. He's the master of trade currently within Iman. Uh, you can see he has kind of a, a long, kind of strawberry blonde hair that is pulled into a tight ponytail to the back, and he wears kind of darker clothing, more for uh, uh, decoration than actual use. His armor seems to be loose and more uh, decorative. Uh, next to him is Guardian Tofor Bratoras, which you've heard of and have not met before. A female dragonborn paladin. Say that one more time. Guardian who's a what now? Guardian Tofor Brotoris. Tofor? T-O-F-O-R. Brotoris. Her name's been mentioned before, but this is the first time you guys have actually seen her in person. It's a girl. Uh, it's a female dragonborn paladin. She is adorned in full silvered uh, platinum plate that is currently carved multiple symbols of Bahamut, the platinum dragon. As uh, she kind of looks up and notices, you can see she gives kind of a hand up, kind of a, a, a symbol of a, a greeting towards Kima. Uh, as Kima also gives her hand up, and they both touch the front of their armor in kind of a symbolic holy way. They're both being followers of Bahamut. You immediately make that religious connection between the two of them. Um, she looks across the rest of the group there that she doesn't seem to notice, eyes meeting with Tiberius. And this is strange, you haven't seen very many Dragonborn at all with any Mon. And as soon as she meets your gaze, she kind of gives you a look of deep, deep stink eye. Oh, hello. My name's Tiberius Stormwind. Of House Stormwind from Draconia. From Draconia, you say? Hmm, yes. I'm sure you've heard of my father, Cravalus. My mother, my mother, Penelope. Then perhaps you should close that trap and sit across the table as far from me as possible. Mm hmm. Seems to spit the words almost. Mm. Sits back in her chair. Oh, mind your tongue. Hey, wait. The rest of the council's, you know, kind of talking amongst themselves and kind of hearing this slight discussion. Uh, next to her, there is a, a halfling male in kind of a rangerish garb, wearing what looks like some really fine chain shirt with a, a thick, dark black cloak. Uh, he's shaved bald with tattoos on one side of his face, uh, and he introduces himself because, ah, I'm terribly sorry. I did not mean for there to be any sort of a misunderstanding here. Kind of gives a slight nudge to Tofor. I do not believe we've met at this time. My name is uh, Seeker Asum Emring. I'm the Master of Secrets here within the Council. And he kind of extends a hand towards you, it's almost like a, a alleviating the tension. Oh, hi, I'm Stormwind here. Oh, well, I assume you're the ones we're waiting for. Please have a seat. I wish the Sovereign finishes discussion with another human which you've not met. Uh, he's kind of a built and armored individual. Looks probably stands the tallest of the entire group. Thick, square jaw kind of unshaven, um, at which point he kind of puts his hand on Sovereign's shoulder and says, I suppose I should introduce myself as well. I've heard much about you, Vox Machina. I am Arbiter Brahm Goldhand, and I have recently taken up, as of three months ago, the position that General Krieg once held within the city. Uh, since he was uh, unfortunately lost to us, there was need for a new uh, Master of Law, and as since I've had a lot to keep up on, Unable to meet you personally until now, but it is a pleasure. I've heard nothing but great things. And he sits down in his chair. Uh, Alora finds her side of the table and gestures the rest of you. Please have a seat. Sovereign is in the midst. I stand. I don't sit. <clears throat> All right. Um, Sovereign finishes writing some papers, rolls them up. 
snaps twice, and the gentleman comes by, and he hands some papers and says, give these to Lady and Lord Briarwood as soon as possible, thank you. All right, so, first of all, I want to welcome you all back. It's been a few weeks since we've seen each other. I've been recently given word that you uh, so unceremoniously appeared in the center of uh, the uh, Lyceum, not but 12 hours ago, worse for wear. So, I would like to know, first off, why you've <laughs> returned in the center of our city, and uh, well, I want to see how your well-being has uh, been these past few weeks. I apologize, I'm a bit scattered. I've had a few things in my mind as of late. But yes, how is Vox Machina? If I may. Yes. We didn't choose to dump ourselves right in the middle of the city. That was born out of necessity, not uh, out of choice. The task we set out to um, finish proved a lot more complicated than originally uh, perceived. Uh, frankly, I worry about the safety of the city of Craghammer. Uh, underneath their home, down in the bowels of the earth, I don't know how much the Council knows about the race of the Illithid, but we stumbled into a veritable Hornet's nest of them below the city. Most faces are blank. Um, Allura, of course, has her hands on the table, kind of, you know, listening intently. As you say, Illithid, you do notice that uh, Seeker Asim Emring, the uh, halfling, immediately kind of sits back in his chair with a look of, oh, snap. I see a lot of blank stares at this table. Um, I wasn't very familiar with them either. There is an entire city in the Underdark beneath Craghammer. And in their midst was a beholder that was controlling the entire city. We ended up destroying it, barely escaping with our lives, fleeing the city, destroying a god? I think. I don't well, think we destroyed the god. The I think we destroyed his... A, a demi a demon. The, yes, the something he had possessed, but the god still lives. But the yes, but Orcus was behind the beholder. Well, Shadow. Well, no, that's just well. No, there was just we killed. killed the horn. He we found killed Kavan, yeah. and then he got back up again. He didn't get himself back because, because he had Orcus the, is a god of necromancy. And that's death. what the horn did. It brought him back to life when he would die. That's why I ripped it out when we did it because I knew that was going on. That's what, that's what the horn does. I just worry that it's not just, you know, an appliance. It's, it's got him in it. Some oh, it absolutely does. Remember, it. it laughed at me when I tried to crush it. Is what I'm saying. Right. Laura kind of looks at you strangely. It is, you sound different. I'm not, I was talking to him. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm not talking right now. So okay. Be that as it may, we riled up a city of, um, uh, Rhine flares. Buttholes, as Tiberius would call them. Uh, very unhappy uh, race of things below the surface of the earth. Now, we're here today because Tiberius, crafty as he is, was able to flee ahead of us and create a portal back here, and we ended up falling uh, ass over tea kettle in the Lyceum, so here we are. Well, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. It's good Glad to, to be see you're safe. We've brought a little bit of the uh, evil with us. I'm At which, sorry <laughs> which point the table gets extremely uncomfortable suddenly, uh, and as everyone steps back, Kima steps forward. She's kind of kept at the back at this point and says, 
It's all right, it's all right. I will speak for this group, as you uh, also know of their exploits and their abilities. They saved me from what was probably certain death and torture and aided me in stopping what darkness was beneath Craghammer, at least what we could. Um, but just listen to what they have to say and understand that they are as trustworthy as they come, at which point uh, the Sovereign kind of lifts a hand or two and says, well, Kima, uh, your word is trusted and I appreciate you also have returned to us healthy. So, what is this evil you bring with you? Well, we have it stored safely away. Yes. But this beholder uh, was using an artifact, a horn, uh, emanating darkness and shit. And Tiberius, in the heat of the battle, ripped it from its pate, and we brought it back with us. It is one of the two horns of Orcus. At that notification, you see, you see the name Orcus, and you can see there's, an, there's a whole kind of energy shift in the room at which point. Uh, a lot of furrowed brows drop to intense. Um, the actual air of the room seems to come still for a moment. And uh, from what you can see, uh, Seeker Asun and uh, Tofor both kind of grit their teeth and lean forward as you say this. Um, Tofor says, You said Orcus. Yes. Are you deaf? Tiberius. Madness. We see the apprehension written on your faces, and we are nervous as well, but the alternative was leaving the horn with these illithid hundreds, if not thousands, of Illithid. And we had to make a judgment call rather quickly, and frankly, leaving it there with them seemed like it wasn't an option. Are you done right in bringing it here? This has to be destroyed, sent as far away, brought out of the hands of whoever is. This is indeed an artifact of Orcus. It cannot exist on this plane. Plans must be drawn up. It's kind of what we thought. Yes, we yeah. know this already. At which point Kima steps forward and kind of says, now, understand, this, this is not something you can lock in a box or put some guards around it. There was a reason this was forgotten and needs to be again. Now, with the proper surrounding strength and uh, formidable individuals, I can take it to the Grand Chantry in Ostania, where the High Paladin Archibald will reseal it, far away from the eyes and minds of the world, lest we can come up with some sort of way to destroy this item. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Thank you so much to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Nothing ruins my day faster than my allergies flaring up. My face gets preposterously red, my sinuses feel clogged, it feels like I'm walking around with a cartoon storm cloud over my head, which as you may be able to tell from the phlegmatic timbre of my voice is happening to me right now. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for several years. It's been an absolute game changer because I can now go hang out with my friends who have cats without my face swelling up like a giant balloon. And that's great news because I really wanted to pet their cats and now I can. So ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hello, fans of Dungeons & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. Uh, at which point, the Arbiter, Brom, steps forward and goes, Well, if you think there is possibly a way to destroy this, we need to discover this here. We cannot allow it outside of the midst of this to some chaotic winds and whim of the world around us. We have the walls of Iman to keep it safe. Why not take it to the Lyceum? I want to make an inside check on the whole table. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to also double double check who was it that handed off the letter to the Briarwoods? Uh, that was the uh, that was the sovereign. Sovereign, thank you. Um. So, which individual? The uh, the arbiter? Uh, yeah. The arbiter Brom. What'd you roll? It's the ten. Ten. Can right. I incite the seeker? Sure. <laughs> Your insight roll. Uh, 13. 13? Okay. And I would like to insight the sovereign just because. Sure. Reasons. One. Oh. Starting the game off strong, guys. I think you need some. Uh, I'm just an idiot. The Florida rolling. Yeah, I think yeah, so do. too. You roll for the insight check as well. Because Matt can totally whisper to me if I get this good. <laughs> He'll text you. I'll text it to you. <laughs> right. Roll high. Hold on, I'm looking. Keep rolling. Seventeen. Eleventeen. Seventeen. A total. Of, a total of seventeen. Eleventy-seven. Yeah. On which per, on which individual? Um, which person at the table, sis? You. <laughs> On on your brother? Oh no! On um, on the the deep voiced guy, 
the arbiter. Okay, the arbiter. Arbiter Braun. Yes, the arbiter. arbiter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. You. Why you gotta be like that, huh? I'll say. I'll say. Uh, and a general feel about the room, but the arbiter specifically. Um, there is definitely a sense of a, a, a really quick rising in tension, fear, and adrenaline in the room at this conversation. Um, fear is the main thing you're getting. Um, I wouldn't say that you sense any deception. You just sense like a, like the stakes have just suddenly jumped for what they were expecting their morning to be, and they're trying to wrap their head around it. Um, okay. So nothing in too particular catches your your shit radar. All right. We are not leaving the horn here. No. We would have to leave you yeah, here. As, <laughs> as Grog, Grog speaks up to the Arbiter, says, I'm, I'm not saying we leave it here. I'm saying that while we have it here, have it studied, bring it to the Lyceum. The headmaster and his entire research facility could possibly find a way to destroy it. There is no finer, arcane focus than that Lyceum in this city. They're responsible for the construction of our skyships and the crystals that keep them elevated. I love skyships. I believe the power will be too great. It will corrupt. People will want to take it for themselves. Then, then it has to be taken elsewhere and sealed, like Kimo was requesting. Which so point? you're saying essentially our two options are we can either keep it here and study it to try and figure out a way to destroy it, and have all of the risks of this horn being inside the city, or we take the other massive risks of trying to ship it off somewhere and hope that it gets sealed away. At which point, Tofor, the female Dragonmore, kind of sits up in her chair and says, Regardless, it should not stay here, in my opinion. Understand, the longer it resides within Imon, the more word will spread, and more despots will be drawn to our city to claim it. Do you wish to have all the darkness of this land slowly swarm in on this city? I think we're of a like mind. Yes. I think yes. we should take it from the city. I think it's a giant target on our backs right now. I turned to the Arbiter. I was like, there is something that you should know. During our battle with Kavan, which was the name of the Beholder, which the horn resided upon its head, when I ripped it from its head, I held it in the telekinesis state. I just I attempted to crush it and not knowing what it was at first, just knowing it was bringing creatures back to life. When I attempted to do so, I heard somewhat of a laughter in the back of my mind. I fear whatever this is attached to might be aware, or if anything more aware than it was previously. I'm not sure if it was alerted by being placed on the beholder's head to begin with, but I heard something. So, looking at Topher, I agree with the peasant that we should get it out of here immediately. At which point the Sovereign, who's been kind of quiet this moment, says, well, best I can tell at this point, it should not stay anymore. We've had enough trouble in this city and enough issues here that we're having to deal with in the aftermath of the attack on my family. Uh, we do not have the, the mental will nor the ability to withstand any sort of assault, whether from the inside or the outside of the city. If we are to take it elsewhere, I trust the opinion of you, of Kima, and Allura. At which point Allura takes a moment and says, 
just the knowledge of such a thing existing, let alone two in this world is dangerous. Who knows what horrors an individual could achieve should they find both horns. Now, wherever this gets taken, the knowledge that all of us know that these exist now, and anyone else beyond this, means that that's a leak. That's a weakness. Now, I've heard of some magics that can erase selected memories permanently. Ancient magics, at which point as, he start, as she starts saying this, the rest of the room kind of shifts uncomfortably, and you can see Topher begins to kind of raise her hand to protest, and, Art, and Allura shuts her down and says, but I would not employ these unless they were absolutely necessary. I need to speak with the Arcana Pansophical and see if this is uh, such a strange and necessary circumstance to allow the use of such magics. That will take me some time to get the entire conclave to agree, but I think it's possible. And maybe the only way, if we cannot destroy this, to make sure that the rest of this world never knows that it existed. I think that's the safest route. As to getting out of the city, I feel that we have uh, two individuals here, two followers of Bahamut, both the deity that saw the evil, brought the vision to Kima, and presented, whether in a roundabout way, the power and strength of these individuals to eventually retrieve it and prevent it from being an artifact that instrumentally destroyed the Dwarven city and quite possibly all of Tal'Dorei. So I think if there was a god whose guidance we could look into, I would put my trust in the clergy of Bahamut. She looks to Kima, Kima kind of nods her head. I, of course, would agree with such sentiments as well. Kima raises her maul and says, puts it on her shoulder. Well then, if that's to be the case, I'll send word over to the rest of my temple. We'll send over our finest paladins, clerics and guardians. Prepare a box for travel, we'll take it across the sea. And we shall seal this bastard. Kima. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Kima, when you do approach your king, propose um, because Orcus's horn is pure black evil, perhaps the side of light could help as well. The blessing of Seven Ray and other light sources, divine powers, could be helpful as well. The horn will remain here until the vessel is brought over, but we have holy vessels specifically designed for the keeping of remains or, or things that are of great evil. Uh, and we would gladly welcome the blessing of something from Saren Ray as well. After all, there is nothing wrong with more positive energy instilled to maintain such a negative force. Um, Personally, don't trust this horn traveling anywhere without at least one of our supervision. At which point the Sovereign kind of speaks up and says, and to be completely honest, we are very grateful you've brought the horn here but you are a motley crew. Who is to say any of you are also immune to this corruption as well? Who's to say you, eight, carry the mental willpower to withstand this darkness any better than a group of paladins designed and trained their entire lives to withstand and destroy this evil? What assurance do I have that your attachment to nature would not become some dark, brambled, twisted thing in the proximity of this artifact. None. Just keep that in mind. I look to the group and do this to Scammon. 
<laughs> taking quite advantage of his current state of I'm, mind. I'm, you have no idea what I'm going to do for the rest of this game. <clears throat> you literally do that to Scandon? Like you, you to Scandon? No, I was, I was, uh, I was pointing at him. Right in the air. Right in the air. What will he? To our little gnome bard. <laughs> we miss you, Sam. Um, Yuriel looks around. Well, given the circumstance, I would say that our best bet now is to have Kima and Tofo reach out to the Grand Chambers of Bahamut, have them bring a vessel and seal it somewhere that they find fit for an object of this dark presence. Is the Council in agreement to this? Hmm. Unless some other better means arises. How long will it take for this vessel to arrive? Which point Kima kind of scratches her chin for a second. He goes, um, by the fastest ships, especially if we're using some of your fancy sky dinghies. I can't imagine more than two weeks. Two weeks? Which point? Uh, <laughs> which That's point? 14 days, Your Highness. That was adorable. A <laughs> At which point, uh, Alora stands forward and says, uh, it's in the means of. You guys don't have any holy ships here? Like, you don't have like a ship dock? I'm sure something? if they did, they would probably use that one. Uh, but I'm using it. <laughs> but I'm using it. <laughs> uh, at, at, at this point, um, uh, okay. At, at, at this point, Alora kind of sits forward into the rest of the group and says, uh, "To be fair, Kima, um, in in my experience and knowledge, ships function well for the movement of goods and large objects. The speed of this requires some." Expediting, and uh, well, I happen to have a friend who is over in Austenia, probably not far from your clergy. Uh, perhaps we can facilitate a two-day travel. At which point, the rest of the group kind of leans back for a second, and Kima goes, "Well, well, well fine. Yeah, I, I, I guess." Kind of shoots a, a dirty look a little bit. Can I uh, do an insight check on Alora real quick? Sure. You're saying that she's saying a ship would be ready in two days, or would take two days to travel? No. Laura's saying, depending on the size of this vessel, why do we even need a ship? Yeah. We have the ability to transport between the cities. If we can pull our resources, there's no reason why we can't bring them here nearly instantaneously. Thirteen. Thirteen? Uh, best you can tell, uh, Laura, I mean, who's really hard to read? She keeps the same smile, but she definitely has her intense face on. She's deep in the moment. Um, no real gives one way or the other. The rest of the group kind of looks around, and uh, uh, Arcanist, you know, in the silence, goes, Well then, uh, I think then, me and Kiman Tofa, if you'd like, um, we can designate a way of bringing this, this relic container as fast as possible, so we may get this going. I wish not to keep this within our presence much longer. Do we agree to that? Yes. Yes, we do. I think we would feel comfortable uh, going on for the ride and seeing this thing through to the end. She kind of glances over to the Sovereign, the Sovereign gives a, a nods. Very well, very well, I'll allow it. Um, I may have some business for you coming soon, so try not to be gone too long. Although this is much more important business, I do agree. And then he kind of gives a laugh and a smile to raise a bit of levity in the room that nobody seems to respond to. <coughs> just, um, but nevertheless, I... Uh, if you wish to travel and see this through, I don't see there would be any complaint. He looks to Lady Kima and Kima says, oh, no, not at all. We've, we've gotten along swimmingly so far, mostly. 
Very well. Uh, then, uh, uh, I'm, I'm bad at this political stuff, and Kima kind of steps back a little bit, and I, I defer to the rest of you. Puts her mace on the ground, or her maul on the ground, and kind of awkwardly looks away. Sovereign goes, very well. It is settled. Reach out to your clergy. Bring the vessel. Allura, facilitate its arrival. We will get this artifact as far away from him as possible. This is adjourned. Thank you all very much for coming to this council meeting. Okay. I'm, I'm waiting until he. I'm going to catch the sovereign on his way out. <laughs> all right. Um, at which point, everyone kind of gathers the rest of their papers, their parchments. They're rolling up scrolls. Um, the arbiter gets up and kind of lumbers his way out of the room. The seeker, Asim, steps up to the rest of you once again with a final handshake. Ah, a pleasure to meet you all once again. Ah, I've heard so much, and uh, you're doing fine work. And he seems like just strangely, I'd say nervous, but in a weird way, he's a gentle hint of fanboy. Um, oh. I wink at him. <laughs> oh, stop it. He, he slyly winks back on his way out. Um, <laughs> As he exits, uh, Tofor uh, stands up, and now at, at her full, you've only seen her sitting since you arrived, as Tofor stands in her female dragonborn form, she is probably a good solid foot taller than Tiberius, and Ooh. is a thick, muscle-bound dragonborn paladin of Bahamut. As her armor kind of shifts as she stands, she begins to make her way towards the door, not even with a glance in your direction. That means she's as tall as you, Grog. She's as, she's as tall as you. I, I just whispered to Tiberius and say, are, are all the ladies that big in Draconia? Uh, you know, it all depends. No, not really. Yeah, she, she's bigger than you. She, she's, a, she's a wretched peasant, so I cannot. It's so mean. It's a little harsh. She exits, Allura stands up, begins to leave, the Sovereign stands up, and as he stands up, the guards come out and they kind of come to his side. Good, good Sovereign, if I, if I could have a moment. Uh, did, did, I, did I hear correctly that uh, uh, Lord, Lord and Lady Briarwood were in town? Uh, they, they were but a week ago. They, yes. they were but a week ago, and they've, they've, they've left, have they? Yes, yes. Uh, do, do you know of Lord and Lady Briarwood? Oh, just, just in passing, just in passing. Did they, did, did they have business in town? Was there, was there something in particular? I'm just curious. It doesn't really matter. It, I mean, it does matter, but not particularly. Yeah. Uh, it, I, it was relatively routine. They're, uh, we're establishing a, an official trade route through the Northeast, uh, oh. spanning the Boreal Plain to Whitestone. Oh! Uh, uh, they, they inherited the region after the unfortunate demise of the Dirola family. Yes, yes. Uh, um, however, our, our ambassador has noted that they've uh, rebuilt rather well and honored the memory of the family, and they're uh, really committed to reestablishing uh, the foothold of Whitestone in the north, and so they came here on a diplomatic mission to open trade. Oh, that's um, that's nice. Uh, I, I, I would love to, please keep, keep it quiet, but if I could be uh, um, notified uh, if they're coming through again, I would like very much like to surprise them, if that would be possible. Uh, am, I, am, I, am I sending next to Percy? Am I hearing this? Yes. Okay, good. So, it, it just uh, old, old business. It would be very interesting to see them again. For the sake of this conversation, we're going to ask you to roll a deception check. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Nat <laughs> natural 20. Oh! <laughs> On the new pretty die. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sovereign gives you Certainly. Very well. Uh, I won't notify you should they come through again. Deeply honored by your thoughts, sir. Thank you. As, at the end of this conversation, I'm going to rip off a piece of the scroll of Telescription. I'm going to approach. I'm like, <clears throat> when you do, uh, all you do is write the message to this and we will receive it 
it's an enchanted parchment. I will receive the message. So he gives us. I I I know how things work. But yes, thank you. And as as you present it, he kind of walks by, and one of his guards takes it from you and kind of gives you a nod. And they exit the chambers. You guys are escorted out into the main hallway of the palace. And Bye. as the rest of the uh, council scatters amongst the palace proper, you are all left. The doors close behind you in the <laughs> echoing hallways towards the central left side of the palace. Oh, Percy. I'm fine. You're sweating. Are you okay? I know. Why are you sweating? It's hot. What happened? Nothing. It's the sun about... comes up and it gets very hot. I'll tell you later. Okay, very good. There's a discussion for later. There's more important things. Okay. Uh, Kima and Alora are you know, near you, at which point uh, Kima looks at the rest of you and says, uh, I, I apologize, I have to figure this out now. So I'm gonna go head to the nearest temple of Bahamut and see if we can reach out quickly. Oh, um, so what should we do? <laughs> That's up to you. Uh, she looks to Alora, kind of questioning Alora, because, um, well, in, in the event of, of this, uh, this Blessed chamber arriving, you'll be notified. We will uh, request your presence to bring the artifact in question, seal it, and then we will begin our journey over to uh, its place of hopeful destruction and or proper banishment. Would you so like anyone to go with you, or you just want to go alone? <coughs> to? To go work out the details of all of this? Alora kind of says, for me, it's just preparation of the arcane transference ritual. I'm gonna go meet with a friend of mine over in Ostania. I will say, we haven't replenished our potions yet. And we oh, could go. We could go to uh, visit our old friend. Uh, we, should, we, we could Gilmore? go. Gilmore? We could Gilmore? Go to Gilmore's. Gilmore's glorious. I would feel much better so wait, than a visit so you, to Gilmore. So you essentially just want us to wait? You, whatever business you need to get done, it should take no more than two days to get this. Uh, <gasps> two days? Care of. Two days. You guys, we have a weekend! <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Alora and Kima who are here. Yeah, the only right? two stayed behind with you guys outside yeah. of the council chambers. Um, I take oh. um, Pike by the hand and I walk over to Kima, and they're short, so I kneel down, and I and I say to the both of them, I- I've never pretended to be a man of the cloth. I know little of the gods, but the brush we had down below has left me shaken. What can the gods tell us? The gods stick their noses into our doings whenever it pleases them. Are they not here? Have they anything to say for what is happening now? I'm with this guy. High five, Vax. At which point, uh, if you wish to respond immediately, you may. Well, I just know I I tried to um, have a response from my god down below, and and she didn't really... uh, respond the way I, w- I would like for her to, but maybe things will be different. I think I, what were we gonna say? Uh, at which point Kima kind of looks, looks to you at, at what you just said with a look of, of curious worry and says, well, if, if what you say is your faith has been shaken, there is, there is always room at the Temple of Bahamut to find redemption, strength, and guidance. You realize oh, the platinum. she's trying to get you to come to her church. <laughs> she's trying to convert. She's trying to convert. The, the, the leaflet. The platinum dragon has has guided much of civilization's growth, expansion, and survival for thousands of years. The eternal battle between him and the darkness that is Tiamat and the chaos oh, beyond that. Respect, that is Kima. Good news. Um, it's very good. News. I don't think that was Vax's question. To get to the point, I apologize. Um, 
the gods are many, and the gods have been at war for as long as we exist. There are some that believe that we are nothing but the the aftermath of their squabbles. But nevertheless, there is much good in this world that guides us to our ultimate destiny. And if you yourself feel that you're lost amongst this chaos, don't ever be afraid to stop in and ask a few questions. I was just wondering if I could ask you to ask them to maybe help. I would never think to ask the gods for help if I wanted a shiny new sword or a pile of riches, but this is something different. Unless they could get us a pile of riches. Or a shining sword. Good point. (laughs) 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 At which point, Kima laughs or something. (laughs) Uh, well, um, I mean, there are benefits to uh, being of the order. Um, okay, Kimo, who does not have an accent, did not say it that way. Um, uh, too many NPCs in my head right now. Uh, but, but, you know, understand, whenever I felt lost, which is often, it's good to have that guiding warmth to turn to. And sometimes it brings you into a subterranean mountain being tortured by dwarves. Sometimes it guides you to new friends and allies. Strange the way the gods work, but when you put your all into it, they've kept me alive so far. That's a really good point. I guess that's a positive way to look at it. I really like long walks in the forest when I'm feeling disconnected. That works too, you know? Allura steps up. Lady Kima, do the gods allow you to have um, <coughs> relationships? <laughs> Kima, you ask this, and she kind of gives you a look, a look of confusion. And then, I mean, she already has kind of a, a, a darker complexion for a halfling, but her cheeks grow noticeably ruddier. Um, <laughs> and she kind of averts gazes. Um, well, uh, I start trying to do my best vax work. I'm vexed. A vexed swing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she kind of um, well, as, as, as far as I know, it is not a, a, a vow of chastity um, within the order. You're saying there's a chest. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 she still is kind of look, looking away. She looks away and kind of looks the rest of you, looks to Allura, looks to you again, and then goes, ah, oh, I really have to get to you did work this. on this, and she kind of <laughs> leaves the group and kind of continues down the hallway. <coughs> uh, quick Hi, steps. Uh, math involved in uh, that equation. Uh, yeah. Allura kind of chuckles to herself and steps into the place where she was and goes, yeah, not to solve the puzzle. She goes, oh, as a note, as a note. Waste of time, I already know. <laughs> Be careful who you ask those questions to. You may get an earful. And Allura kind of smiles and motions towards Kima. In, don't get me wrong, you're more than welcome to explore as you like, but uh, that's a rabbit hole, my friend. <laughs> oh, rabbit hole, is that what we're calling it these days? <laughs> you feel a gentle slap from some unknown arcane force across your cheek, Rog. <laughs> and Allura gives you a stern glare. Oh, don't talk about her girl that way. Um, I'm going to take my errands off. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so two days, uh, we'll call for you when, uh, when, when the item is, is to be transferred and, and, and properly brought uh, to its destination. In the meantime, prepare as you see fit, enjoy this well-earned rest, 
and uh, we'll take it from there. I have much uh, travel to do myself. See you all very soon. Very and she begins to step up the hallway. As she steps up the hallway, you can see there's kind of a, a light, yellowish glow about her form, and then with a sudden flash of white light, Allura's just gone. So, guys, I'm thinking we take a local tour of all of the historical highlights of Iman. We've never really gone for like sightseeing, and then maybe we can catch a nice dinner in the city tonight. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. Hey, it's getting so late. Um, oh. It's it's oh. like 1 p.m. Is We've it? got the whole day. It feels like eight. It really feels so late. I picked up one of these pamphlets while we were in the palace, and apparently there's a nice uh, a, nat- a national history museum. Gilmore, Gilmore's, no, Gilmore's, oh, Gilmore's. What is a pamphlet? Gilmore. Oh, a lot of paper. Gilmore's. I'll I'll be a Gilmore. Oh, it's like a right. mini book. It's like a tiny scroll. It has pictures. Yes. Doesn't the natural history museum look nice? Already heading towards Gilmore's. All right. So as you guys exit, Gilmore's too. All right. You guys exit and find your way, exiting the palace in the cloud top district to make your way to Avadar's promenade to enter and reunite with your good friend Gilmore. This is Talis and Jaffe, and I hope you're enjoying the adventures of Vox Machina here on the Critical Role podcast. We now return to the action. Yes, back to the game. Um, Gilmore. So you guys. You make your way uh, outside of the Classical Top District into the center of Iman proper, uh, returning to Abadar's Promenade, which is the largest central uh, section of the city, where most of the merchantile itself uh, seems to have you know, gathered and been a, a serious conglomerate of all business in this city happens. Um, those who like a quick little visual idea of the city here, this is Iman, right there. It's a small little... There, there's a, there, there is an amazing printout of this that uh, they've, actually Laura and Travis, have framed and put up in their room sometime. We'll have to go ahead and bring on the show and show We're you guys. We're gonna bring it to put on the set, though, at some point. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have it too, so. But anyways, the Castle Top District is here, the inner portion, and you guys have made your way out south to the, uh, the central district and then towards Abadar's Promenade, which is right over here. So you guys would've gone this way, actually. So you're out to Abadar's Promenade in the far, uh, eastern side of Iman, where you eventually find your way to the outskirts of your favorite purveyor of arcane mystical artifacts. Gilmore. Sean Gilmore himself. Sean Gilmore. Um, so as you guys. What's his first name? I know, I didn't know Sean was his first name either. Yeah. I've not been paying attention. Sean Gilmore, but you've always called him Gilmore. We're on first name basis now, guys. No one's on first name basis with, with Gilmore. We are. Maybe? Gilmore is Gilmore. Except for maybe, maybe Vax. Except maybe, maybe Vax. So, uh, at this point now, you're pushing about two in the afternoon. It's extremely busy. You can hear the clopping of of horse, you know, hooves in the ground. Uh, People walking past, and you swear, as you're stepping through the city, maybe a handful of people kind of stop and watch you guys walk through, stunned and almost like they'd seen a celebrity on the street. Uh, As the most recent makeup of the Winter's Crest Festival was a celebration of you being the heroes who saved the city of Iman and the Sovereign and his family, uh, apparently you're now recognizable within the city of Iman. My sister winks. There we go. <laughs> All right, so uh, Vax wills Vex to wink. Mm-hmm. Wex, do you accept this wink from your brother? Wex. I do. All right. The other way. Perfect. There you go. Just the Perfect. We've lined it up. Uh, as you walk across the main thoroughfare, you make your way to the uh, large, uh, the wide but single-story building that is 
uh, Gilmore's Glorious Goods. It's of all the various shades of brown and red and, and, and brick that makes up all these buildings, Gilmore's Glorious Goods is presented in fine, deep blue and purple fabrics and a paint scheme that would look like the worst fun house to enter. Worst or best, depending on uh, your opinion. The, uh, the entranceway is not a door, but a series of hanging beads and uh, large cloth drapes that are kind of gently falling to be brushed aside as you enter. Um, it's not as big as you remember or recall, you seemingly, but then as you step through the front doors, you remember why, much like the TARDIS, the interior of the Gilmore's Goods is bigger on the inside. Uh, there is a magical enchantment base within this building where the interior is actually a two-story and much larger place of business. Uh, immediately, the, the, the smells of, of incense and, and uh, fine perfumes kind of assault your nose like a, like a terrible medieval Sephora. It's like coming home. Medieval Sephora? Medieval Sephora. A series of magically flickering, uh, ever-burning candles adorn sconces along the walls. You can see there are glass cases set out in the center of the room. There's the long wooden bar in the far end, which has itself its own beaded curtain that is closed. And there are three employees of Gilmore's Glorious Goods in their ceremonial blue and purple robes that match the exterior, kind of just staring about while there are a number of other possible customers that are kind of just looking about. There's uh, numerous bookshelves along the walls. You can see there is, uh, up next to the stairway on the far left side of, the, of this floor, uh, there is an herbalist who specializes in dried herbs and sales in that regard. Um, you haven't been to the upstairs yet in this, this complex, but uh, uh, you now are standing back in the comfortable, although slightly uh, <laughs> offensive to your senses, uh, interior of Gilmore's Glorious Goods. I'm scanning the entire store for him. I want to find him. Oh, he's not currently visible. Oh, he's not here. He's, he's not, not visible. Really visible. Not, not visible. in the main room. Oh, no. Visible. All right. He has his brother. Yes. Yes. You should get that um that evil Clarota helmet checked out and see what all good it does us. Got this one. Ding ding ding. Yep, that one. Yes. <laughs> um, facts. Yes. I, I say you be the point man here. I think so. I would agree. Really good. Yes. The twinsies. Twinsies. Start here. looking around. Start shopping. Don't okay. pay for anything yet because I have an arrangement. I go up to. I go up to to Vax and I just put my hands on his shoulders and I say. You got this. And I cast Enhance Ability on him. Yeah. For uh, charisma, I guess, I'm assuming. Just make my hair even glossier than it Yeah, is. and I um, I give him a, a little bit of the dad thumb. <laughs> oh, well. I know that thumb. Yeah. yeah. Wipe. dad thumb. Wipe the morning the breakfast off of him before I send him on to school. <laughs> and I give him a little love, love tap on his behind and uh, send him on, on his way. Short <clears throat> massage. Alrighty. So. So you have an advantage. Uh, is there like a levels. front desk or a sort of? Yeah, a on, the, on the far back side, there is the uh, a very long, well-crafted kind of dark wood desk that is adorned with uh, looks like small alchemical components, mm -hmm. glass tubing, and be a bit louder with those red vines. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Um, <laughs> we're good. We're good. Um, uh, you can see there, there are a number of, of, of glass containers and uh, you know, small uh, corked vials. I'm sorry, it's like, shh, shh, he's looking for Gilmore. 
<laughs> They're gonna flirt together. <laughs> it's like watching a movie. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Right. Uh, there are some books stacked up, and uh, there there is a small embedded glass case uh, that seems to have a couple of items that are under like a, a purplish maroon velvet piece of material that's currently covering them. Uh, and there is that kind of beaded curtain with strips of material that block the back room. Okay, and there's a person manning the. No, not currently. Oh. It is just an empty desk. Is there a bell or oh. anything? Uh, there is a bell. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, as you hit the bell, uh, one of the employees, kind of who's helping somebody, looks around and goes, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And what you see is uh, looks to be the half-elven woman with uh, thick spectacles, uh, who is currently stepping over to try and stop you. However, the beaded curtain swishes open with the grandiose gesture of one uh, slightly meaty hand, and stepping out in his uh, his fine gold-trimmed purple robes, uh, his you know longish thick. Black coarse hair pulled into a nice ponytail, um, smoothly shaved face with a slight little hint of a braided goatee that dangles about three inches from his chin. Will you remind me? <laughs> sorry, DM, because it's been a while. Gilmore's a good-looking man, though. Isn't yeah, he? yeah, he's handsome. Yeah. Is the braid new? Is that a new he's addition? So yeah. handsome. Oh, the, the braid's new. He decided to to rock the braid. Uh, he's <laughs> go for it. Gil- Gilmore's a, a very handsome gentleman. He's See you guys he's, now. I uh, I would say he's. He's not like fit and muscular. Right, he, is, right. he is. He is a handsome, comfortably jovial gentleman. I'm picturing Jeremy Irons in a wizard's robe. Uh, kind of. Uh, if, imagine him with a little more punch. Okay. But um, but but very charismatic, <laughs> and uh, you know, op- open chest to his vest with a number of gold chains and uh, medallions that kind of dangle around. I feel uh, you. It's it's almost like 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 a, like a wizard's tracksuit. And it's dead. No. <laughs> Please tell me it says like arcane on the butt. No, no, no. <laughs> no, he's he's, he's better. He's, he's he's very well well dressed. Um, his presentation is definitely a presentation. As the hand swishes open, he goes, "I'm sorry, was I being summoned?" Yes. He immediately looks. Just, yes. Oh. Oh. You've returned. Gilmore, Gilmore. you glorious bastard. How have you been? He immediately rushes to the edge and kind of like. Leans over the counter to give you a grandiose hug and actually lifts you off your feet. Uh, Much stronger than you anticipated. He goes, uh, oh, 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 it's been far too long. He sets you down next to him behind the counter and gives you a big, big hug. Strong wizard arms around you. Uh, a, a, a scent of, um, it's almost like a, like like fine herbs. It was like a hint of patchouli kind of in your nose. You naughty man, you just called me by my sister's name. That is going to cost you. He said, I, I said oh, yeah. facts! What do you mean? That's I ridiculous, preposterous. Can we mean? go to the videotape, anyone? <laughs> actually, uh, actually, Vax, uh, he, he was correct. He said your name correctly. I believe you owe him a little something I think now, it was actually you? a little bit of, <laughs> it was a little bit of combination, a little bit of, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I think he called you Vexalia. Water under the bridge. Or, or Vaxalia. That's what he said. What he called he you. called you Vaxalia, which so I call you in my sleep. Shut up, you. I lean in. He looks, uh, he looks genuinely like perturbed and, and, and embarrassed by the whole circumstance. I, He's like, I, oh, 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 oh. I lean in. I pat him on the hand. <laughs> Don't you worry. We have come from far and away. You would not believe the shit we have been through. But I don't want to talk about me, I want to talk about you. What has been going on in this city since we've been gone? Well, he kind of looks about the rest of you and says, 
Obviously, you've brought the rest of your friends here. Come, it's story time, story time. <laughs> Please sit around. Fantastic. Um, Fantastic. We have been doing marvelously. Trade has opened up wide and long. We've had travelers from all over Taldori and beyond. It's incredible. We've, I'm in the process of planning an expansion to the town. Perhaps even, perhaps even, get this, opening a second store in Westroom. You're going to own a chain? Congratulations, that is a big step for any businessman. Spectacular, spectacular. Ah. But yes, no, I have been able to take on uh, two more arcanists. We've been in the, the process of uh, designing some more interesting, wondrous items. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, stocked many of our recent uh, possible and available items. We are doing quite well for ourselves. Are you looking for investors, Gilmore? Well, <clears throat> I mean, I technically am your investor in a way. Oh. It is true. It's we are true. sponsored by him. But, I mean, if you have the money and wish to sponsor our business, that's a whole other discussion. I, 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 just, I just wanted you to talk to me for a little bit. Back <laughs> <laughs> to take it away. Dragonborn. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, how about yourselves? You look like you've, uh, well, you've, and he kind of gives you all look over and look like you've maybe not slept in a fortnight. Well, um, we're lucky we're not dead. It came close a yes, couple of are. times. We were off on official business for the Emperor. We've been underground for weeks and weeks. We've only seen the sun for a couple of days. Oh, that kind of a weekend. Yes. I know how that goes. Needless <laughs> to say, our stores are terribly depleted. We are going to need to uh, stock up a bit before we head out of town again. I don't want to rush things, though. I think my friends uh, probably want to shop about. My sister can probably handle things for me. I would love to take a stroll with you around the city, get a bit of lunch to bite, and uh, hear about what's been happening. Hear the rumors of town. I, we all know nobody matches your shrewdness in business. That's no surprise, but <laughs> I'm wondering what you've heard. What's on the wind? Can you take the afternoon off? He looks over at the, the same half-elven woman who was trying to stop her earlier, and she kind of gives a look of like, what's he going to say? Like, no one's ever asked him this question. And he goes, for you? Of course. Oh. <laughs> mandate, mandate, go for Don't it. Don't worry, Gilmore, we'll take wonderful care of your employees. Oh, well, if you wish to do business, why not do that now? <laughs> we need to shop around first, of course. Very well. Very well. I'm so curious as any of these interesting and fascinating things that you've developed in the several weeks since it's been that we've been here. We'd love to see what you've been working on. Shari! And the same one just kind of heard her shoulders drop. Yes, uh, Gilmore. Would <laughs> 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 you be so kind as to see to whatever our friends need? These are Vox Machina, by the way. Uh, they are currently sponsored by Gilmore's Glorious Goods Incorporated, and um, I would very much like to make sure that they are taken care of. <laughs> yes, sir, I'll make sure that happens. And <laughs> so, shall we? I think this will take a while, let's. And I Have a wonderful my, time, brother. I look to my sister as we go, and uh, uh, just, get, just get what I need, will you? I'll leave the door. Of course. Thank you. And stroll out the door with Gilmore. Have at it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes! Right. 
All right. We'll leave dinner on the stove for you. So, so Shirley kind of looks at us and goes, as they leave us. <sighs> so you're you're all friends of Gilmore then? Yes. Uh, yes. Mm, yes. I mean, what, business Absolutely. friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Business friends. All We're right. um, all mutual right. fans of one another, if all you right. will. She kind of adjusts her glasses. Uh, then let, let's continue with the business. Um, what are you seeking? What, what do you need? What, what are you looking for? I don't know. We like all kinds of things. Well, we definitely need potions. Potions? Those can we provide. Some oh, health potions. Health potions, yes. Health potions. potions of healing can be provided. What um, do you have right now? Um, and she kind of goes behind the counter for a second and kind of rumbles through some stuff, goes in the back room, comes back out with a, a wooden crate, pretty much, and you hear the glass jingling inside as she moves it, sets on the counter with a ting. They all eventually come to rest. Uh, she goes, all right, looking through here, looks like we have uh, about 12 regular potions of healing. Uh, we have six of greater healing, uh, and it looks like three of superior healing. Hmm. Uh, we'll take the lot. superior healing again? Superior healing, uh, let's see, currently, uh, those go for about, she kind of looks at the price book going through. Those will run you, and as I go with my price book. We're also, we keep getting turned to stone. We do, keep getting, we do keep getting turned to stone. This has been a problem, and it's That's and it's true. been sticking around a bit. I feel like we should maybe take some precautions yeah, for the next, some... for the inevitable next time this mm-hmm. is happening. Yeah. Uh, that would be uh, fifteen hundred gold pieces per superior. Uh, is that with our sponsorship prices? Right. You mentioned your sponsor, so yeah. that would be a ten percent discount. So that would bring it to about thirteen fifty. Should you uh, wish to purchase them individually? Okay. I definitely uh, wait, 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 how much if we're purchasing them individually? Uh, 1,350 gold pieces per superior healing potion. How much for the lot? And if we buy in bulk, what can you bring it down to? If you buy all three, um... A thousand each? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> you've already been given the discount via Gilmore. Um, that price stands as it is. If you buy in bulk, let's say you buy the three remaining items, I'll give you, let's say, 1,200 apiece. And even that I'll probably get in trouble for, but he seems to like you. 1,200 apiece. Yes? Yeah, we'll take that. Sounds good. Very well. So, 3,600 gold pieces, pretty superior are yours. And she kind of pulls them out of the crate and slides them across, and they already smear thick very heavily made glass vials with these like small glass handles on the side. You can see in, you can see the interior, the liquid itself is you know, kind of a reddish purple, almost blood color, but there's a goldish sheen as you kind of shake it in the light. And you can see there's like a spark of uh, kind of divine glow to it. Like Goldschlager. Classic. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's, a heal- it's, it's the worst of healing Goldschlager. Um, is, that, is that all you require? Is there any more? Um, Do you sell any love potions? <laughs> She gives you the blank stare and goes, no. <laughs> right, well, sorry for asking, Chief. I'd say, I would also say we, we should take the, the six superior healing potions as well. Oh, absolutely. Well, the greater ones. Great, great, great. Oh, wait, what did we just buy? We didn't buy superior. Three we we bought the three superior. We should also get the six greater Three superior. Potions. Six greater, all yeah. right. How much is that? Those are 500 apiece. With your discount, that would be... 450 apiece. But if we're buying all six, 400 apiece is a very good price. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, 
eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, this All is the persuasion, persuasion check. check. Persuasion check. Persuasion check. Persuasion check. Bex hasn't had a chance to haggle on this since the show started. Yeah, it's been a haggle. All she used to do before this show was haggle. We no. used to, like, take food breaks. Let's see what I got you. <laughs> well, all she haggles. What is that? No! 14. 14? Let's call it an even 425 gold pieces each. I like this. Yes. I'm comfortable with that. All right. Well, 25 times. Brings out her arcane calculator. Her arcane calculator. Once again, our 2,550 gold pieces. All right. And she pulls out uh, the six that are there, and she kind of slides them over the counter to you. One kind of tips over, but she catches it. No. Are we good? Leaves them there at the far end. Careful, careful. They're fine. Well, they can take a beating. They're designed that way. And so can I. She pushes her glasses up and looks vastly unimpressed in the presentation. How much were the superiors again? Uh, the superiors were fifteen hundred, brought down to uh, twelve hundred apiece. Twelve hundred, yes. Which came to thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yeah. So, do you have anything? We keep getting turned into stone. It's it's been sort of a running theme. Uh, we were hoping you might have something uh, to help alleviate uh, stone skin or any of this. Uh, we do have uh, potions of petrification removal. Yes, petrification. Uh, I think. Uh, let me check. And she goes in the back room. Rummages around for the minute, comes out, and she presents two of them. Uh, they have a clear, uh, clear liquid inside. It looks almost like like a, almost like dirty water, uh, and they're like thin little vials. She goes, uh, "These potions, uh, when applied to the flesh, will uh, more of an oil, I guess you would say, uh, removes the affliction of petrification. Uh, these do cost uh, seven hundred fifty gold apiece." We have great restoration from Pike, and she can cure 
Oh, then you'll find them. And just how many potions do are there? Uh, but in the heat of the moment. Get, in the heat of the moment, though, it might come quite By handy. A stone broad. It takes her It takes her a day to learn that, and she can only do it like once or twice. At the I think. Point. I think. Yeah, 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 I'd rather have the potions than than the gold. To be fair. I mean, you just get one. And we haven't discussed that. I should learn how to make potions. I should learn how to make potions. We haven't had access. We haven't had access to these. Money is meant for spending. Do we want to take one? We take both. I say. I actually say we take both. Not that I'm here. Take both. Seven fifty was not the the discounted price, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> she gives you another look of like. Uh, she adjusts her glasses. To be fair, we are we are spending a lot, right? Um, overall, yeah. so. Overall. You know. Yeah, we're just gonna make that. That would come to thirteen fifty. Thirteen fifty. We'll take it. Thirteen <laughs> hundred. Remember, we're very good friends with the Amorti. Oh. Send a treat as well. Make another persuasion roll. Use <laughs> 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 my, my new fan dice. Uh, awesome. Oh, Thank that you. was really good. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that would be twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a good thing. Um, she gives a look as. I don't like you. <laughs> Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Lovely. Thank you. Um, Sherry. Sherry. Yeah. Do you have any like books on like how to learn how to start making your own potions, or do you know of any classes in town where maybe I can sign up for like a potion workshop? Nothing here, but that's not a bad idea. I might run that past Gilmore. You should yes. offer a workshop. You should absolutely that's offer a workshop. not a bad idea. Otherwise, the Lyceum would be the place to learn. The mm. Lyceum? Yes. Mm. Okay. Do you have any uh, potions of uh, strength or any ability potions? Uh, she leaves for a second because Matt goes, No, I'm afraid those were all purchased. Mm. However, we may have more in a few weeks or so. Uh, they take some time to create, and the ingredients are a little bit scarce. However, trade is opening, perhaps. Someone purchased all of your Potion of Strength potions? Yes. So, mm. oh. How many did you have? Uh, we had four, I believe. Mm. A varying giant strength types. One person did, or it was just a bunch of people just That was buying? a handful over the period of time. Mm. Oh. Um, I'm going to hand her a, also a ticket of uh, scroll of tel- uh, telescription. Be like, when it comes in, please, uh, write, write that it has, and I will be notified via this parchment. Hey, well, she folds it and kind of like places it in a little cubby on the side. Thank you. Um, is there anything else you require? We have many magical uh, various armaments and or protective items. Oh, armaments, yeah. What kind of armaments you got? Uh, well, uh, if you'll follow me, and she leads you up the stairway to the second floor. The second floor itself is just a series of glass cases that are leaned at an angle. Um, within these cases, you can see there are different uh, different items just kind of laid out with small labels at the bottom with a brief description of the enchantment. And she leads you across, she goes, uh, well first we'll start here with the uh, the ring section, and you can see there's a small case that has along this kind of uh, purplish velvet pillow, a bunch of different rings set out. She goes, we have uh, varying degrees of uh, rings of protection. Uh, these rings are designed to protect the individual who wears. We have one with the, uh, a basic enchantment and one with one step higher above that. It'd be the equivalent of a ring of protection plus two. Uh, that, that ring runs 6,500 gold. Um, we have a, uh, a ring of psychic resistance that does uh, protect yourself from various mental intrusions. Uh, we have uh, a ring of evasion that can be utilized uh, three times uh, a day, per se, or one, 
one to three times a day. That would, uh, should one of you not be quite quick enough to avoid any sort of incoming danger, you could allow yourself a successful escape. Uh, that one runs 4,500. We also have a ring of water walking. This one has been popular in the past for some various walk, uh, traveling troops that wish to do uh, various performances that require defying uh, the surface of water. I guess it's a bit shifty now that I think about it, but you know, whatever. Peasantry seems easily pleased. It's like, wait, wait, wait. Um, so those, are, those are our rings at the moment. Should any of those tickle your fancy, please do let me know. Um, here, and she kind of points over, there is a, uh, a thick leather belt with like three straps across that looks highly well made with, uh, looks like kind of square runic carvings on the side. Uh, this is what is referred to, and this was an import actually from Craghammer that we've had in here for quite some time. A belt, oh, of, belt of dwarven kind. Uh, this belt, when adorned, does increase the physical hardiness of the individual, uh, as well as giving them uh, positive interaction with other dwarves. Um, and we haven't fully tested it yet, but apparently it seems to also resist against like poison intrusion on one's body. Uh, it allows you to see better in dark places, and uh, apparently grants you the capability of speaking, reading, and writing dwarfish. <gasps> oh, wow. I need that. It's 5,000 gold, correct? I bet that's very... One, one month ago, you need it. Yeah. Yeah. No. What was the first ring? The, the first ring was a ring of protection. Plus two, right? It's a, yeah. Essentially, it gives a plus two bonus to AC and saving throws. Okay. That's really good. Oh, what was the evasion? Oh, that one. That's the uh, ring of evasion. Yes, what was that? It has three charges, and it regains 1d3 charges per day. Uh, when you fail a dexterity saving throw while wearing it, you can use your reaction to expend a charge and, and auto-succeed on the saving throw instead. Good for people who have low dexterity. The, the one that protects you psychically, um, could you repeat that one on the menu, please? Uh, the Ring of Psychic Resistance. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. It gives you resistance to psychic damage. So any, anyone does damage that is psychic-based, you take half damage. That's not quite it. Well, it's not good. No, it's not quite the same thing. Not even for me. <laughs> Do you have anything you can make Grog smarter? Well, fuck off. <laughs> she, she looks over and for a moment and goes, No. No, we don't. Maybe any crayons so he could be occupied. <laughs> 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 we have yes. colored writing implements for children, if you'd like. I mean, yes, I please. I saw a few children in town. Maybe they would like them. <laughs> she goes back downstairs and comes back in a moment, and she presents these two small boxes that contain uh, small colored wax things. And you can see on the outside, it has a picture of Gilmore, and he's doing this. It says, Gilmore's glorious colored sticks. Uh, of course. <laughs> it says, uh, of course. The, the, these are usually reserved for the children of our... Uh, uh, customers, so if the children will enjoy it, enjoy. Yeah, I'll, take, um, I'll take one of those, please. Yes, <laughs> I mean, trust the me. Are quite nice. the, the children will. Five gold pieces apiece. Five <laughs> gold pieces apiece? I thought they were free. Like when like you go a to an old Charlie's or an Applebee's. What's an Applebee's? It's some hellhole, <laughs> apparently, near where you used to live. Yeah. It's one of the it's one of the, uh, one of the layers of the abyss. It's, it's like around. Infernal. <laughs> it is one of the layers of the abyss. It's like layer 943. It's, it's getting pretty low. Yeah. So I've been talking uh, with Scanlan, and um, he's been saying that he wanted, he was interested in the, the plus two AC uh, 
Yeah, I think we should pick that up for sure. Right, What's the price on that? 6,500 gold pieces for that. Okay. Uh, with your discount, that would bring it. Looks back again at her what? magic calculator. This, uh, I'm an actor. That's an abacus. Exactly. Uh, I'll bring it to 5850. Well, he does have this um, amazing ruby gem. He was maybe thinking of either trading that for, or maybe bringing down the price. Uh, do we do we know how much that was worth? Uh, Scanlan looked at his sheet and found what it's worth. Scanlan, Scanlan, speak up. How much? Do you know how much the ruby worth? is worth? I believe you wrote it down. He's been talking quietly. There was a diamond also that was repaired in the mending wheel. It's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, look that up as well in the notes. Vex, do you remember how much that diamond was worth? Who's got that diamond? Oh, no, we lost them. We lost them. Oh no! Redial. Redial. Oh. This no. is important. I got it. How much uh, is the diamond worth? We'd never get the praise. Regardless, this is uh, other things of, of interest. I nothing that would make him smarter, but I can make him quicker. This is so period. <laughs> it's just like Lord of the Rings. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, Magical sending stones, yeah? God damn it! Answer. Answer your face Answer, time. bitches. The hex? So you call and you know that they're there, and they don't pick up. Right. Well, I'm not here anyway, so I'm just going to keep doing this. You guys, as we'll come were. to it. Regardless, <laughs> you know we're there. She continues on, showing through. She goes, uh, well, I don't have anything that would necessarily make him smarter. Uh, we do have something that would make anyone quicker. And she goes to another second, and there is a big, thick leather tome. Uh, this is an ancient tome that was enchanted many, many uh, generations back. Uh, upon properly uh, reading and studying this tome, one could increase their physical dexterity permanently. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. It only has its ability as a power once a century, so it uh, does come quite pricey. What, uh, what is that price? Uh, 1,500 gold pieces. Oh. Hmm. We should, we should buy that. What? We should probably buy A tome that increases that's, your dexterity. It's on my phone now. That's, that's okay. The ring of that, and uh, what was it, the ring? Uh, so the, there, there is the manual of quick, quickness of action, we also have the Hat of Disguise, and she produces this, like, go. Uh, she produces this this fine uh, brass cap that has kind of intricate swirling runes on it and what looks like a small set of ears that are kind of pushed push on the sides. When it fits in the head, it looks almost like a smaller head on top of ears. Um, is, uh, this cap and worn, however, one can alter their appearance however they see fit. Uh, we also have, and she pulls out this, this uh, thick leather armor that has kind of a brownish with blue trim hue to it. This is what we refer to as cold snap leather armor. Uh, it has an enchantment to improve one's armor class by two. Um, while wearing it, you have resistance to cold damage. Is it leather Ooh. armor, you said? Leather armor, yes. How much is that? That is 7,500 gold pieces. You also have the, uh, the Cape of, Mont- of Montbank. Uh, it is a cape that, when uh, triggered, and she kind of takes it and, sh- and ships it for a second, you can see a little bit of smoke kind of plumes off of it, smells kind of sulfurish. While wearing it, you can use it to teleport yourself a short distance instantaneously, once per day. Um, huh. You have this, and she pulls another dark cloak off the wall. And this one, uh, it looks like it's made of dark fur, but as she shakes it, you can see these two little tendrils are on it that kind of like wiggle about with these little kind of spiked edges to the tendrils. This is a cloak of displacement, enchanted and taken from the body of a displacer beast. Uh, wearing it makes it so your body projects an illusion. Anyone attempting to cause you harm 
has difficulty actually finding purchase on your physical form, not knowing where you truly stand. I will take that cape. That is 4,500 gold pieces. Wonderful. Uh, Vex? Oh, shit. Mm. I'll put this aside as a possibility. Um, We have a pearl of power. Uh, And she pulls up from the small box, she opens up the top lid. Uh, This enchanted pearl, uh, you can use it to speak a command word and regain one expended spell slot up to th- up to third level that you've already used. Once you've used the pearl, it can't be used again to the next dawn. So once per day, you can just return. So it's for your caster types. A third level bit. spell? Yes, up to third level. One spell slot immediately restored. Like it does require attunement, however, and you can't have more than three items attuned to you, so be aware of your limitations. <clears throat> What's the price on that one? Oh, this is uh, 550 gold pieces. Uh, Pike, do you have any third level healing spells? Do I have third level healing spells? I do. Put that aside as a possibility. Um, I also have, and we move over to the, as we're going through the armor section as well, she goes, I have a mithril chain shirt, as well as an enchanted mithril chain shirt that has a plus one enchantment on it as well. Uh, They are flexible and can be worn on normal clothing. Uh, It does not impose disadvantage on dexterity or stealth checks, uh, and is considered light armor. Uh, there is uh, golden chainmail. It's a plus one enchantment. Uh, then she goes to uh, looks to be a series of weapons. Wow. Uh, she brings about forth a very fine-looking dagger. It you has guy, a- everyone here is from the back. Scallon's voice piping up, saying, "Just buy all this shit." <laughs> Just buy all this <laughs> shit. Buy everything. How much money did we have? Didn't we have like at least 30 30-ish. I mean, I'm not here, but... And you still have money you haven't collected in, uh, in Craghammer, too. Huh? There's money you still haven't collected in Craghammer. Uh... What? Lord Nostok Gracebine, you guys made a deal with him before you went down to the... In yeah, the so we could maybe That's open up a line... Nice. I'm sure you guys could open up a line of credit with my buddy Gilmore. A line of credit? Yeah. Yeah. And the IOU. Once, once we're back up? from a date, yeah. So we got, like, roughly 30k? In our possession now, yeah. Yeah, well, we have 31. Over, we have over that. Because Vex and Grog are with us. And they have. And this is. Wait, stupid. Shame they have all the money. Cool. So we'll just keep track of what you guys spend and bring it back to Vex, your treasurer. And she'll be really angry yeah, that you guys spent her money. Just trying to come up on my phone. Ridiculous that we don't know how much the total is. Well, we generally would if, you know, our party is here. She just can't tell us at this moment. It's well over 30. I think we have closer to 50. Maybe forty. So she presents this this dagger. Oh, we don't want so to. So this is a fine a fine dagger. The the blood groups. We also spent a lot on the keep. Don't forget that we we dumped a lot of money into the keep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. So right. we might have more like thirty. Yeah, you guys spent quite a bit checking. on the keep. All right. What's this dagger? Uh, th- this dagger actually can can uh, take the life force from an enemy when when delivering a very strong blow. Uh, essentially, when on a on a critical hit on the attack roll. Ah! Yeah, there we are. How much money do we have? We have, hold on, let me look. 24,000. No, no. I normally don't. We have about 20,000, all right? So we have 50,000 total. Because we just had 30, we just got paid 30 grand, right? No, 10. Oh, ten, 10 grand. You got, you got 10 grand from Allura, and you currently have a floating. And she added that. That's added. I already added that. We're at twenty thousand. That's I we, 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 we spent almost fifty thousand dollars on our keep. 
Right. Mm-hmm. So also, Fox and Craghammer owe us a fortune. Yeah. Yeah, 25,000 gold is still owed by Lord yeah, Nosbucker. That's who owes us. That's what we're saying. Yeah, why that's why we're saying we only have I like 20 or 30. No, we haven't. No, we ran. We ran. So we have to get that. Eventually. Is that okay? So, uh... Will you point us a little bit out so we can see? As I was saying, this dagger, uh, upon a a, a very impactful wound on a foe, uh, steals a bit of its life force, dealing an additional 10 necrotic damage, and then gives the wielder 10 temporary hit points. Well, that's major. Uh, So, there's that. Uh, We also have uh, an enchanted heavy maul, and we have, oh, this this is quite a a find here, and and as she pulls out this, this wooden case, she pulls back the, uh, the the wooden top to it. As she does, you can see there's a little bit of ice crystal that's gathered along the interior of the wooden case. There inside sits a short sword, you know, a relatively thick, short blade, but the blade itself is like a blue, almost glimmering metal, and there's actually a rising kind of frozen mist that drifts off the blade. This, this is an enchanted frost brand. It acts as a short sword. Um, whenever it does damage to an enemy, it does an additional 1d6 cold damage. And while you hold the weapon, you have resistance to any fire damage you would take. In freezing temperatures, it uh, sheds a 10-foot radius of dim light, and uh, when you draw the weapon, you can extinguish all magical flames within 30 feet of you. Hmm. Fancy. Um, and uh, those are currently all the things we have at the moment. Uh, we're working on a few more things that'll be ready in the next couple of weeks, but those are the current haul for the uh, above the average consumer Magical creations. I have a question. Yes. Do you have anything that can make armor quieter? (laughs) 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 Or maybe like a a really, really heavy armor that's really quiet. That oil from the Wizard of Oz? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We don't have anything for that, but we could have it commissioned. Oh. If you like. Mm, I I, I would like to see about that, actually. Yes. All right. Uh, I have talked to Gilmore. He, that's more in his realm of, of enchantment, but that is a possibility. Um, she can adjust her glasses again. Uh, w- when he returns, whenever that is, uh, <laughs> we can discuss with him what you would like, yes. That would be great. Oh, all right, all right. Thank I will you. take the enchanted mithril shirt and the cape, thank you very much. All right, and she grabs the... Uh, uh, but, but, but before we... I'm not, but that's not the total date. Jax has to talk about the rest of what we want. What's the price on the, on the dagger and the sword? Uh, oh, the, uh, the sword is 8,500 gold pieces. Uh, the dagger is 7,800 gold pieces. This is without your uh, discount. Um, the the, the missile chain shirt, sorry, it is medium armor, by the way. It is uh, 5,250 gold pieces. Wait, can I? You can't wear that. You can't wear armor. Yeah. Um, there, and, and, and you're looking at the Pearl of Power, which is 550 gold, and there is the Cloak of Displacement, which is 4,500 gold pieces. So you should get that Would you be interested in a trade? What do you have to trade? We've got lots of bits from dragons, lots of bits from umber hulks, and we've got basilisk eggs. We also have that diamond and the ruby. Do we know how much yes. that does? We also some jewels. <laughs> yes. I definitely say we pick up that ring with the AC, and I wouldn't mind having the that leather. Ring of protection? That ring of protection that gives you plus two to your AC. That we need for somebody. And I wouldn't mind having that leather armor, not gonna lie. That adds a plus two to my AC. The cold snap? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. And there's the, so the things that we're looking at currently on the table. We have the Belt of Dwarven Kind, 
the manual of quickness of action. Oh, we should get that too. The cold snap leather armor. Yeah. Get that yeah. manual. Cloak of displacement. Dag, Ring of protection plus I'm two. And put the dagger and the sword on the table. All right. All right. Very well. Very well. I don't know. I will. It's there on the table. Nowhere near enough for all of us. Well, let's see what the total is. Let's see what we can trade. So, the total for all these items, including. See if I'm. Yes. She starts going through her. I want, I want new stuff. I haven't gotten new armor since we started. You should get the Nico shirt. Someone should get the You should wear the shirt. It's like your body. Like, you know, uh-huh. Do you wear light armor or medium armor? I would use light armor. With the discount, this entire haul would come to 49,815 gold pieces. Uh, wait, oh, was it? Well, how much? 50k. Uh, 49,815 gold pieces with your discount for this entire uh, sum. Yeah, would you like to pay in gold? Would you like to pay? Like, 24 total well, before the. Maybe we can see how much we can trade stuff. If what we have, maybe we could get a little bit of a pound of dragon scales worth to you. What dragon? Show me the scales. Grog. Yeah, blue dragon scales. Here you go. Huh? Okay. <laughs> you pull them out of the bag of holding, and she could, she takes a few, and she takes her glasses off, and then pulls out from a pocket this intricate-looking, multi-lensed kind of uh, tinkering viewing device, and inspects it very closely. It's a very powerful dragon. That's Apparently true. not powerful enough. If you have these, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know if that was a compliment or an insult. Uh, put some in your pocket. It's a compliment. Uh, these are legitimate. I, I won't question how you came about them, but they are uh, definitely legitimate. Um, a pound, you say? Well, how much is a pound worth to you? We're and I'll tell you yes. how much we have. So a pound of dragon scales, and the dragon scales themselves are about that big each. They're you know wow. about the size of a peach. No. Um, oh shit! That's a lot. Uh, the dragons are big, uh, especially this one. Uh, this is uh, this is blue dragon scales. Uh, I'd say a pound is maybe um, guessing close to ten, uh, eight to ten scales. Um, that would be worth about. I put that at a thousand gold credit for each pound provided. Have at least 11 pounds. Yeah. Perfect. So that's another at least 11,000. 500,000. 500,000 gold right there. <laughs> that's like another 10,000 we have in, in Dragon Scales. We have though. 11, 11 pounds of Dragon Scales. And how about that diamond that we put in the mending wheel? And ruby. And that's the ruby. Floor, they said beautiful and so sparkly. Yes. <clears throat> what, how much? So looks over it. Catch. Um, uh, this would be probably about 500 gold pieces. Uh, that's it. We also have uh, three dragon teeth bangs from the beast's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Make a perception roll. Sweet, and it, or not and it froze. A, a persuasion they froze there. Oh no, they didn't. 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 I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him. Oh my gosh. Persuasion uh, roll. Uh, oh uh, no! Rock to make a persuasion roll, quick. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, Timing is everything, folks. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. I have one dragon fang around my neck. That's... That's I your keepsake for actually slaying a dragon. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to trade that. No. It's worth quite a bit. No. no. That was the white dragon? That was the white dragon. Yeah, it was a white dragon we killed. 
No, that, that best one that you, you what was got the final blow on. It was not worth the pressed. memory of killing a white dragon. I know, I gotta keep it. Anyway. I gotta keep it. Keep it. Ten. Ten. They rolled a ten. They rolled a ten. Uh, she Um, dragon's teeth, actually, strangely enough, are a little easier to find. Yeah. Um, I would put each, each dragon's tooth available would probably add about 250 gold pieces to the exchange. Two, three. And how about the basilisk eggs? <laughs> While we're... Get it out. While Let we're cleaning out. our bag out, exactly. Yeah, we have, we have two basilisk eggs. Sorry, we're come again. Okay, like as you pull out the basilisk eggs, uh, you pull it out and immediately there is a stench that is emanating from these eggs that have been oh. in your bag of holding for probably close to eight or nine months. No, no, the smell means they're good. <laughs> this is now the fourth time she's looked at you with a deadpan glance and adjusted her glasses. We're not interested in the eggs, but thank you anyway. Uh. All right, well, we, we do have three pints of dragon's blood. This is super, super, super. It might, it might have congealed a little bit, actually, from the spike. No, it's probably just really fresh because we. Uh, we'll stick with the scales for now. <laughs> stick with the scales. Right. Um, any chance you'd be interested in claws of an umbahole? <laughs> <laughs> I like that the four hundred thousand people who saw that uh, thing at Amigur are tuning into the shopping. <laughs> to the, to the, the shopping, shopping episode. Shopping episode. <laughs> I've been fighting and killing for weeks. And yeah. Now, now we're going shopping. Over hey, but we've been needing fucking gear. Timing is awesome. We do need new gear. <laughs> um, yeah, this time I'll turn into the, the flea market episode. Um, <laughs> you guys got the story. <laughs> you guys it's got fun, the story. All right, so, so we'd say with the credit from the dragon scales, that'll take 10,000, 11,000 away from the current pricing. That would put us at... 39815 for this batch. So, can we open that line of credit we were talking about? What, what line of credit? That line we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Your Majesty. That one that I just said like two uh, seconds ago? Uh, hey, uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, DM, DM. Uh, where am I with uh, Gilmore? We'll get to that right oh. now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, hey, man. Oh, oh. It, takes, it takes time to, to make it to make Take two to make an outside? We yeah. We can advertise. But maybe we should wait till they get back, so if their if their walk goes really well, whatever that it's means. True. Hmm, maybe but we put can try to strike a deal. Right, yeah. put this on layaway. We'll give, us, give us everything for free. Because we probably need to talk to Gilmore <laughs> about the credit. Yeah, yeah sure. That's fair. So can we hold this for now? We'll wait till they get back. Oh good. Right, after all that ish. So I was putting, putting everything into kind of a small layaway pile in the corner. Uh. So you guys, Natural History Museum, Natural History Museum, pizza in the Natural History Museum. What is pizza? In the meantime, <laughs> it sounds wonderful. <laughs> We've got time. We've got to wait for their mandate. Yep. We can the go meantime, see some sites. Yes. Uh, back. Time, yes. <laughs> um, Gilmore, who uh, has kind of sweeps you out into the, the middle of Abadar's promenade, yeah. um, takes you by the arm and begins to lead you happily up towards the erudite quarter of Iman, which has a secondary wall around it as well. Um, as he brings you along, he talks happily and loudly about how it's, it's rather wonderful, uh, the way that we were presented with this opportunity over in, in Western. It's, it's magnificent, the team they've assembled to, uh, to build this brand. I'm, I'm very excited at how they uh, brought it to my attention. I've, I've wanted to keep things very localized, of course, of course, but, uh, but it seems um, 
and you trust the folk in Amman to handle your business, or will you go between? Oh, 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 the, oh, the, the folk in Western. Yes. Uh, well, I have uh, a couple of friends there that will oversee the, the process, but I will, I will be very, very involved in keeping an eye, so I'm not too terribly worried. Uh, besides, it's much smaller business we're running then. It'll be fine. Um, oh, look ahead. And as you guys step into the erudite quarter, he's now brought you into essentially what is an outdoor botanical garden that is just a, a very nice walk. Grass on the, across the ground with fine, well-kept bushes. Uh, there's a canopy of beautiful trees that are kind of arcane, uh, through arcane means, twisted and sculpted to form this kind of long tunnel. It's strangely romantic. Um, uh, as Gilmar begins to walk you down, there's like a fountain to the side. And he's, uh, so, um, what about you? How's Vox marking up? How they've been treating you? How how are you, Bats? Well, we're tired, to be sure. I was uh, not kidding before. We really are lucky to be alive, and that's thanks in large part to a lot of the gear you outfitted with us with the last time. Wonders, wonders. Well, I'm, I'm happy to help. And and have you been keeping up your end of the bargain? Have you been singing the praises of Gilmore's glorious goods across uh, Craghammer and beyond? You were mentioned in Craghammer. I regret to inform you, though, that we uh, were forced to travel underground rather quickly, and the Duragar and the other things that we ran into are not really customers you want to deal with, so... No, our lives were too uh, too much uh, in harm's way. But now that we're above ground, I'm looking to uh, pick up where I left off. Very well. Do your shop honor. Your your contribution to what we've done, and I place my hand on his hand, uh, was no no small part in our survival. And I give it up just a little squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank you. I don't know that I would be standing here without the joy. It would not be Gilmore's glory. And he looks you deep in the eyes, kind of pats the top of your hand, and goes, "That, this, that moment, that is why I do what I do." <laughs> You're a unique man, Gilmore. No question. Never met anyone quite like you. Well, would you care to share a uh, glass of wine with a man quite night, not quite like anyone else you've met? Indeed. What Let do us... you recommend in the area? Oh, please come. I hear there are casks that pour the finest of honeyed singor in wine. I know perhaps you've not been home for quite some time. That's, uh... Complicated uh, thing for me. One that I'm not really quite ready to talk about yet. Oh. Maybe someday. Maybe with an FY. You are so and so. About an hour and a half time passes before eventually there is a loud clattering at the front of Gilmore's Glorious Goods, where a laughing Vax and Gilmore come stumbling in, flush of face. Uh, with emptied goblets, laughing to themselves. Uh, is there anything specific before this moment that you wanted to get across? <laughs> I took the Doraga. I was holding her right over the cliff, and I just cut, and she fell. She fell. I didn't know what I was doing. I just did it. 
You are ridiculous, Baxter. Oh, oh, tickles me. Tickles me all over. Oh, good to see you, friends. Ah, family, family, family. I've had a couple of drinks. I'm an adult. I can do that. What have you found? Have you guys been shopping? Well, we have. Yes. We were hoping that you and Gilmore had a wonderful time and that, uh, well, we just thought we'd wait for you. We didn't want to make any final decisions without one of our main party members. It was delightful. It was delightful. You travel, you travel with the finest, the finest companion. Uh, we told stories. We, uh, we cried. We laughed. It was, uh, it was a delight. I, um... Whew, I've had a few. Um, <laughs> I'm to myself for a minute and... I pat him on the back and do a little circle, circle, circle with my hand. Pat again. <laughs> Remember, not as strong youthful as I once was, unfortunately. Um, but yes, business, business to attempt. Uh, what, what do you need? What can we do? What can we do? And uh, at which point Shirley's, you know, kind of swaying the back says, <laughs> Sir, they've uh, requested perhaps a, a few things uh, involved. Uh, <laughs> The, the current amount comes to roughly about 40,000 gold with your uh, discount. 40,000 gold? Oh, well, certainly. What seems to be the problem? Well, uh, um, I don't, we, were, we were actually just talking about maybe, since we're, we're purchasing so many things and, and since we've, we've gained some popularity here in Iman, walking around, people are noticing us walking around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be the one talking right now, but um, maybe we could open up a line of credit. I mean, obviously, we're only shopping with you, Gilmore, at this point. He looks about the rest of the room and says, Well, uh, not everyone seems to be wearing the same patented Gilmore's glorious armor that was given not too long ago, so that's not true. We did find some off of dead things. Yes. Yeah, and those dead things are not under the umbrella of Gilmore's glorious expansion. Oh. <clears throat> but should we discuss this, where would this credit be placed against? What do you have? Well, I don't know. What, what have you guys been talking about? We do have a big pile of dragon scale and some we uh, do, gems. We do. We also owe money. Okay. And we are owed money in Craghammer. that Grog just whispered to me. Yes. How much is a platinum worth? How much is a platinum? Platinum is worth ten gold pieces. <laughs> Where are we at, girl? <laughs> we may have a lot more money than I thought we had because Grog's been hiding money in the bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> it's really shiny. I'm in trouble, Matt. I'm in trouble. <laughs> She's really bad. <laughs> Wait, is this is this How like much? when you slapped Trinket on the ass, Matt? No, not close. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as much as Trinket. Needs. This is finances. This sounds like a married couple. So, <laughs> <laughs> How much platinum do we have hiding in the bag of holding? Um, I don't have the number in front of me, but it's at least 150. <laughs> Yeah. Where did we procure that again, Grog? I'm sorry, I'm a little fishnickered at the moment. I don't remember, but it's it's in the bag of holding. <laughs> I remember getting platinum. I do remember getting platinum remember too. Getting platinum. But you don't have a number. 
No, I know it's at least 100, though. At least 150. I think it's somewhere up north of 150. I just can't remember the number. Did we get that from the, the dragon, or where did we get that? There was a combination of, of the dragon, you, the horde you rage looted. Rage hoarding. Rage looting. I'll never forget rage the rage hoarding. It's my shiny, though. I didn't want to give it to her. She's evil. You see how she haggles. It's true. She's my sister. I know, Grog. I know. But right now, we need to put that aside and do what's best for the party. <laughs> we could buy a party with all that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of party, well, I think Grog. we have enough to buy everything if you guys want. <sighs> Grog, Grog, money is meant to be spent. I'm going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> that solves everything. <laughs> I agree. Drinks and whoring. And smacks uh, Grog inside. The two, of them, the two of them leave out, uh, leave off into the evening to go ahead and uh, make use of their return to Iman. Vax Popper. looks at Gilmore and just shakes his head. Well, I mean, there's business to be had. Let us get business out of the way so we can get to pleasure. Oh, shit. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. I have tinkering to do anyway. So what did we just, what did we agree the total for everything we wanted was? It's roughly 39,500 gold pieces. Ish posh. Roughly, Gilmore. That's with the discount. I already offered this to you, and you haven't even kept it. You're under the bargain by wearing my emblazoned symbol in my formalized Gilmore's glorious armor. Max, give it HJ. We would, Gilmore. Give it HJ. We would. We would be wearing that. Again, we nearly died. I mean, the armor that you gave me is gone, and, and. I'm lucky to be alive today, and that armor helped me be where I am at the moment, but... How much credit do you wish to wear for me? 50 gold. 1,000? 50, 50 gold. 50,000? Uh, 50, uh, yes, 50,000. <laughs> 50 gold I can definitely do. We've been out drinking for two hours. This is true. This is true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One um, 50,000 gold. Uh, two that's, dollars. That's a, that's, a, that's a tough that's a tough order. We don't uh, you, that you mentioned you had you had uh, money waiting for you in, in Craghammer. Right? Yes, yes. How much? Well, yes, we do. How much is waiting for you there? Uh, twenty-five, was it? It was twenty-five thousand. How about we open a twenty-five thousand gold piece line of credit here with Gilmore's glorious goods that you only need to pay back within the next month? That's fair. Time to arrive. If it's not paid, you will be hunted. But I'm sure that won't be a worry, will it? How far is Craghammer from here? Not far. It's a week's ride. For you? Isn't it? I can't teleport everywhere. Mm. Um, Gilmore, question. Maybe you should consider making, like, little pins that we could just wear on top of our armor? Because wearing your armor... We have our own clothes that we like. So maybe, like, a pen. He steps forward and says, Oh! Or like that's, a patch? That's not even a worry. And he pulls out a small implement, this wand, and kind of flicks it over your shoulder, and all of a sudden an arcane swirl kind of around your armor with a big flash of sparks and glitter almost. Look down, and there is emblazoned upon your current armored form a symbol of Gilmore's glorious goods now permanently emblazoned on your leather. <laughs> Easy enough to fix. What well, a, you know, I was gonna put on yes. that leather. This was my, I, my mom gave this to me. Well, your mother has not provided for you a means of keeping the deal we already made. 
Can, can you take this off when we pay you back and no. put it on that one? Um. Oh, come on. Hold <laughs> <laughs> it. I think it will transfer when you change. Will it transfer when I change armor? I don't know. So, 25,000 gold line of credit within a month or you'll be hunted. Um, Wait, do you really have a unicorn as part of your logo? It's... What? It's a creature of my creation. I designed it when I was a child. It's a phallic thing. So, So we open the 25,000 line of credit with you and you give us all of the things we want? That is what you want. Don't we have a lot of platinum? What are we dickering for prices with? Yes, why don't we just buy it now and then we won't have a line of credit with you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we'll use some of the platinum. One platinum is equal to ten gold. Sorry, Gilmore, sorry. So uh, uh, trying to platinum. dicker over rates. No line of credit? No line of credit. We'll pay Let's for it outright <laughs> in cold, yep. hard platinum. Don't do it. How many, do you it. don't have you don't have the amount of platinum with you? He said that got it. Why Grog's got it? Grog said because he doesn't have it in front of him. He has around 150 platinum. That's roughly 1,500 gold. Well, where is it? It's in the bag of holding, but he doesn't have the bag of holding information in front of him. Though. Oh, he doesn't have the info, and because so he doesn't have, have the sheet next game, and he can't read the exact amount. Yep, we have 100. Because, because he said he said to memory it's 150 gold. Yeah, 150 platinum. That's only. I thought it was 100,000. Oh, oh no! Oh no no! Oh no no! Oh, no. 150. 100,000 to be the richest man in the fucking world. Okay. <laughs> so 150 platinum. What do you think, sis? Basis memory is is 11. You know, 11,500, 11, which is a little helpful. But. Right. What do you think? Um, that would put us at about 30,000 that we have to spend left, which the signal cut out, so it doesn't matter. No, we got no, you. We can no, hear we've you. got you. Okay. So, so the yeah, total tab is uh, what again, uh, Gilmore? The total How tab. much do we have? He does have a picture of it. We have one thousand six hundred and twenty platinum. What? Oh. Wow. There you go. All right. So that's like stupid hiding. Sixteen thousand gold pieces. Yeah. All right. Yeah, spend it. <laughs> spend <laughs> it. All right. No, we don't need to open up the line of credit. No, that's 16,000. 10, 10 gold per platinum. platinum. And we have 1,000 a a thousand thousand platinum. 1,000 platinum. 1,600 platinum. Was the decimal Math! Seven. That brings it to 16,000. 16,000. You move it to on that one. No, it's not, it's not 100 gold per platinum. Oh. 10 gold per platinum. Oh, 5, 5, 5. <sighs> Same 10 gold per platinum this whole time, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, it's all good. Again, we're losing our audience. Again. Bring yeah, it up. We're getting to math in this. Bring it up. Our charity, right. A26LA, after school tutoring. Um, <laughs> we, it should have really made this all really go so much better. Good. Good. Learning your reading and your writing and your arithmetic. Yeah. Um, for players so who can read good. For players who can read good. good. Bring it up. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take yeah. it all, yeah. yes. The whole lot. And then, could I commission you, by the way, to maybe make some armor that's really heavy armor, but very quiet? How heavy? Um. How heavy can how heavy can you make it? I mean, I could work on plate armor if you like, but an enchantment of that magnitude would be the only enchantment it would have. So it would be the equivalent of full plate armor, and the entire enchantment would enable you to move a little more easily inside it. And that would cost, it would take about, a, oh, I'd say about a month to enchant on my end, and it would cost about, not including the cost of the actual armor, materials and time required, I'd put it at about, 
8,000 gold pieces. Okay. Worth it. We'll find the money. And, and that'll, that'll just, it'll just be really quiet. It, it, <laughs> it, will, it will enable you to move freer within the armor. Right, uh, is 8,000 uh, Vox Machina's uh, rate or the uh, general rate? That is through our friendship and our current arrangement. Thank you. It's appreciated. Mm. Well, uh, business is business. Please don't take this, this solemn, intense oh. face to be of anything course. other but friendship. This is just business, and I run a business. Understood. <laughs> Good. I'm not taking advantage. All right, all right. Um, so, to take all of these items, with the dragon scales included, bringing it down to 39,000 gold. We'll call it even, 39,000 gold. Fair, fair. That wasn't much of a discount, Gilmore. Oh, hush up, hush up. <laughs> this is done. Done, so done. thank you. So good. So, with our thanks. So minus the 16. So uh, minus the platinum, that's 22,000 gold pieces after the platinum and dragon scales. And we have that, right? We have that. And you have 25,000 gold of credit if you'd like. We have, hold on. We I've got to go away for a minute. We might not need to do the credit. Yeah, we're passing on the credit. Again. We have yeah. plenty left. Yeah. Yes. All right. You guys are a black screen. What happened? Uh, I paused it. I was looking at my calculator. All right. Well, we hear you. There you are. Abacus. So dark sometimes, Exile. I swear. So it's 20,000. Minus the platinum and the dragon scales? 22,000. Oh, yes, we still have enough, so, mmm. <laughs> All right, so a deal? Deal. Deal. My god, all of our money's gone. Snaps his fingers. Uh, Shirley comes and presents all the items that she had currently in the little stowaway bin off to the side of the desk. Uh, brings them out to the rest of you, places it on the counter. Gilmore immediately snaps his fingers and a, <laughs> a contract shows up. He writes up the numbers of exchanged, making note of his business, passes it out. Uh, please sign here. Anyone that represents you in your fine Vox Machina, sign here and present the money. I guess I'll do that. You can do that. Uh, Vexalia, he hands you a quill, takes your coin, slides you, and you now have this entire batch of magical items Pretty cool. guys to distribute as you see fit. Yes. And uh, from that hey, point. Make sure we get some of those things. Oh, an absolute pleasure doing business with all of you. Absolutely. Thank you, Gilmore. So, um, really though, will this transfer to that? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I was wanting to ask you, Gilmore. Um. Have you considered maybe doing like potion making workshops? Hmm. I'll put some thought to that. Okay. Let me know. All right. Okay. I feel very left. uncomfortable and I leave. I go outside to hang out with Trinket. <laughs> okay. Uh, as Gilmore takes the change behind the counter, as well, I've got a bit more business to do here. Vax, I greatly appreciate spending the afternoon with you. Um, where, where are you staying? Uh, I take him by the hand, do one of these clasps, and say, well, we live here now, we're residents. I haven't had time to tell you. 
We have a keep, our own keep. You should come visit. It's on the outskirts of town, it's called Greyskull Keep, and you're welcome anytime. Day or night. Good to know. Good to know. All right, to business I go. I bid you all a fine farewell. I do. Bye, Tomo. He goes back to his, <laughs> his beaded exit <laughs> to the back room and uh, leave you to the rest of you. At which point, Shirley kind of goes, <clears throat> I'll get back to work. And she goes back up, kind of leaving you guys alone in the main chamber as a couple other customers come in and start walking around. She needs her job. Um, I think we'll call that for the yeah. <laughs> adventure for the evening. Thank you for listening to the Critical Role podcast. If you enjoyed this early adventure of Vox Machina, you can catch us live on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash geekandsundry. See you then, and is it Thursday yet? Hello, fans of Dungeons & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast.